One, two. One, two. What's up, people? Hotep Jesus. We back. I was going to say with another uncomfortable conversation, but um, I did some research this week as uh, demand for this podcast, the stream has extremely risen. And people said, oh, are you on Apple? Are you on Spotify? And um, I was only on um, SoundCloud. So I spent some time this week uh, moving the cast to uh, Apple, moving the cast to Spotify. And uh, I typed in uncomfortable conversations as a search. See, if anybody was using that name. And my dumbass thought I was being original. There's like a million of them with that name. So I said, oh, we're going to have to not use that name. So uh, I brought this to the attention of my Twitter followers. All 150,000 of them. 150,000 plus. And uh, they came up with some great suggestions. Uh, initially, I came out with something very corny and bland like the Hotep Jesus show. And people said... Uh, uh, it kind of sounds narcissistic. And I was like, I do agree. It's just like, it's not about me. This is definitely a show about my guests and the conversations that we have. And somebody said sharp conversation because my last name is sharp. My name, Brian Sharp, but my last name has an E on it. So it's sharp with an E conversations. And uh, a lovely young black lady added on sharp conversations with Hotep Jesus, which is great because we don't lose the branding of the Hotep Jesus part. So you can now find this podcast on Apple and Spotify uh, under the name Sharp Conversations with an E uh, with Hotep Jesus. Please do me a favor and subscribe and leave a review on your preferred streaming platform. Now be really helpful. It'll bump the algo and get this Hotep message out there. As you already know, I am a three-time, actually four-time tech startup co-founder of another AI company I'm working with. Uh, but the main companies are right here at the bottom of the screen. Wazo AI. Uh, we deal in camera vision analytics. Lots of great things happening there. People counting, path tracking, optimizing the retail space. When that stuff starts to open up more, it's going to be Great, 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 great. Uh, Coinbitsapp.com. We've been in business for several years now. Uh, and uh, we offer the purchase of Bitcoin for only a dollar. Dollar per transaction. We made some back-end changes recently to make the experience better. Let's go ahead and get involved in Bitcoin the safest and smartest way out there. Coinbitsapp.com. And lastly, shout out to my partner, Simone, the creator of Jiffatize, the grifter's favorite app. Allows you to download GIFs and videos from the Twitter platform to your iOS phone. Wonderful, wonderful platform. Uh, let me shout out my other co-founders, Riley, Danny, Sam over at Wazo AI, uh, Yusef and Maher over at uh, Coinbits app. Very important that I plug my partners because they've created some great technology assets and me coming in as an operations and uh, consulting and marketing arm of these companies. Uh, that's my role, uh, marketing and advertising and operations and growing these companies. 
Um, shout out to Jazzy. Jazzy is the first investor in Wazo. Well, I shouldn't say first investor. I should say first large investor. He has promised us uh, $100,000 invested in our artificial intelligence company. So shout out to Jazzy. If you guys want to invest, contact me. All you got to do is go to briansharp.co. That link is in the description box below, as well as all the companies are in the description box below. Sign up to my email list. An automated response will come to your email address, and then you'll have my email address. And then we can stay in contact. And uh, if you wish to invest and become a billionaire, multimillionaire one day, you can do that by investing in the Hoteps. If you have a tech company, you're looking for a co-founder, you're looking for somebody to help you with the marketing, I am your guy. Not only do I have the knowledge, but I also have the reach. I have the followers, 150,000 on Twitter, uh, 13,000 or something like that on Instagram, and 40,000 plus here on YouTube. So I come with quite the package for your startup. Enough of that stuff. A very interesting guest today. I'd like to introduce to y'all MoFax. Hey. How you doing, Hosep? I'm doing marvelous, my brother. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing, doing well. Chat, do me a favor. Hit one in the box if my audio sounds better than it's ever been tonight. Because I believe I fixed the audio issues. Hit one in the box if the audio sounds nice and crispy tonight. They're saying ITM in the chat. What are, what are they talking about, Mo? That's a carryover from my partner's uh, podcast, No Agenda. And it stands for In the Morning. I think he, he, he referenced that on, he was on the show. So, in the morning? Good mix. Yes. In the morning? Yes. Okay. It's like a, it's like a hotel for them. You know, it's, it's, okay. Okay. Dope. It's dope. A, it's a greeting type of greeting. I like it. I like it. Let me read some super chats real fast and we'll just jump right into this thing. Uh, Sir Baba Hotep, uh, 2499. He said, been waiting on this show since the first episode of MoFax with Adam Curry. Thank you both for bringing sanity and value to my life. Baroja, 999 super chat. Said, thank you. No, you thank, thank you. Hotep with it, 499 super chat. He said, let's go, fam. Check out Sharp Conversations with Hotep Jesus. Making moves to the major platforms. Hotep and Bill, stay with it. Oh, yeah. Make sure y'all subscribe to the homie stay with his platform. He's got his uh, podcast up. No, there's no video. We'll, we'll talk about why there's no video in just a second. Sir Bubba Hotep 499 Super Chat said sounding good. Nice and crispy Hotep Jesus. Thank you. Uh, Aztec Mega. He said tuned in all the way for this one. HJ busted my chops yesterday, but we here Hotep and Bill. Aztec Mega, my God, appreciate you. Uh, Mo. People are asking why they don't see your face. All right, for, for several reasons. Uh, one being, um, I have to live in this world, but two, I don't consider myself a leader. I don't consider putting my face out there on the front. I want people to uh, listen to what I have to say. Um, so that's a couple of different reasons. And I, I brought this up on the show, on our show. Um, I never had a desire to be a celebrity. I used to do music way back. I'm mean, not too far back, but even then I was uncomfortable with um, the idea of celebrity. So hmm. I, I enjoy I enjoy my personal life as far as 
as long as it can last. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, let's hop right into this thing. I, I texted uh, Adam Curry earlier today. I was listening to episode 50 of the No Agenda podcast. No, 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 no. What? Mo, Mo, Mo Fats with Adam Curry. I Mo apologize. Fats. The yeah. Mo Fats no, no with Adam no, Curry. No problem, yeah. And I said, uh, I listened to episode 50 and I'm coming at your neck tonight. That's what I said Please. to Adam Curry. <laughs> and this is on the topic of reparation. Now, uh, Adam was referring to my comment where I said, if black people were given a check mm-hmm. for reparations, they'd run out and spend it on Gucci, to which Adam Curry said, that was a stupid comment by Hotep Jesus. And I just first like to say, fuck you, Adam, respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let me just first say this. Uh, Do you agree with me? Do you agree with Adam? Or is there something in the middle or outside of the Let let me tell you why I stand on that statement. Okay. Uh, Will some people go out and buy Gucci? Of course. Did we not see this when Katrina happened and they got got their payment checks? We saw people going out buying Gucci bags and Louis bags and things of that nature. Yes. But to say that is the going to be the larger portion of society, I think that's a very, I w- my word wouldn't be stupid. My word would be that's a very generalized statement because I think brothers like me and you would take that money and put it to good use. I think there's some people that would fund their children's education. So I think I think what we do in, in, in general, I don't want to go too far on a tangent, but I think what we do is we let the loudest portion of our our group or you know this amalgamation called black be represent re- representative of you know the overarching group. Mm. And I think that's a, a huge miscalculation because I think for everyone that would probably go buy Gucci Two would either sit on it or get themselves out of debt or you know invest in the business. Mm. Now, that's why I went. I would say over overgeneralized statement, almost leaning toward a trope or a meme. Mm. So, so that, well, let me that's, ask. You, that, let me. So let me ask you this: If you uh, see a rattlesnake, mm-hmm. do you say, "Oh, rattlesnakes aren't a monolith. This one might not bite me," or do you say? It's a rattlesnake. I should probably beware. I'm See, sure you would just, say. I'm sure you would say you'd beware, right? Well, no. Well, what you're trying to what 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 you what I assume your statement is is implying that we're all rattlesnakes. Now we all might be in the snake family, but say for instance, if I see a king snake, I will let it live mm. because it'll take care of that rattlesnake on mm. my property. Well, you, you can you can, so, you can see the difference between these snakes. You, you can't see the difference between black people. You have to see on oh, the inside oh, of them. No, 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 no. I think we can clearly see now. And it's, that's the thing. At this moment in time, I think you're seeing a pulling away or a separation mm-hmm. of this creation of black. Mm. You see people like us that don't want to prescribe to the victimization mentality, uh, don't want to subscribe to the um, waiting on somebody to do it for us. And then you see the people that want to be what black was created to be, and that is to be the bottom. Mm. They, they want to be the buffoons 
and the lazy and all the things. And I'm not saying anything negative because these people, because they are a product of this system mm. that made them the bottom. Mm. It's just that brothers like me and you have been able to see, step back and see how the metric, matrix is working mm. and allow to navigate. Mm. You know what I mean? You could put two people in a boat if one knows how to navigate. Have you, ever seen, going. have you ever seen a black man that didn't own a pair of Nikes? Yeah, my pops. One. No, I'm saying, I mean, his generation, I mean, like his generation, that's, that's, I think what we're seeing, I think what we're doing is he a here, minority? Is he a minority in the, in that, in that group? Can we, can we say and, that, and, can and we say that, can we say that Nike has a monopoly on the branding of the black community? Is that safe to say? A, a monopoly on the branding of the black community? No, Michael Jordan has a monopoly. Nike doesn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Because if Michael Jordan would have put Adidas on, or if Michael Jordan would have put Reebok on, and that's the thing we have. But he to didn't. He, but he didn't. He chose Nike. But, but what I'm saying is that proximity to him. I mean, you have Prefontaine who's wearing Nikes and running around the world. I mean, nobody went and got a pair. Now, Mofax, now, Mofax, you're being disingenuous yes. right now. I, I'm, I'm not. You know, you know for a fact that monop that that Nike has a monopoly on the black community. Let's be honest. That's, that, that's not because if you look now, like my kids and a lot of their friends, they're in vans and Uggs. And they, I mean, because they're introduced to new ideas. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. You're not saying, you're saying what is. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at what can be. And mm. people like you and I are heard out, mm -hmm. not spoken down and not sabotaged by the, you know, the liberal media. Are you familiar with what a black mall is? Yes. What's a, what, what would you call a black mall? <laughs> Foot Locker, a Jersey store, Chinese spot, maybe two Chinese spots. Mm, <laughs> to sell, mm. to sell the, the orange chicken and the, and, the, and the grilled chicken with the rice and the, the noodles. Mm, mm, um, mm. Ah, so you are uh, familiar. Oh. <laughs> oh, you are familiar. You are familiar I'm, that when we I'm go to a with, mall near, 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 near a black community, a predominantly black community, there's going to be 20 sneaker stores in that mall. But when you go to the white mall, you uh -huh. might find one or two. Is that not true? This is true, but oh. in that white community, you'll oh. find a Dicks that's full of Nikes too. What I, all I'm trying to say is this: not, I'm not. You find one Nike. Dicks, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I'm, Dicks I'm not, carries I'm, Nike, but when what? we go to the black mall, we're going to find right. ten sneaker stores. Correct. Okay. Why is that? Why is that? Because because niggas love sneakers. You know why? But why? Let's see. This is what I like to do. I mean, I mean, we can deal with the why, but I just no, want no. to deal with the what is first. We can talk it's, about the why. I want to deal with the what is first. So we have established for a fact that niggas love sneakers. Can we? Can we is, agree on who that? Is, who is niggas though? Ados, black Joe, people, whatever, I, I, whatever, I, I, whatever term you want to call these people, melanated people, whatever term you right. like. Uh huh. Is it not true that they love sneakers? But why? I'm not disagreeing with you that okay. they do. Okay, so you agree. So you agree that they do. They do. Okay, thank you. Just like people love cars, but when you can't afford a car, your shoes is your status. Mm. If you live in a neighborhood where you can't even park a car in New York City, see, we gotta understand these these trends came out of urban centers, and in urban centers you couldn't have a car or you frequent public transportation. So as we seen in the dude doing right thing. His sneakers was his, you know, it was his car. So you want to have a fresh pet. I know the thing is, 
I had that mindset too. Mm. See, I don't see. I'm not one of those people that. Oh, I never. Like you know how those people are preachers mm. and they act like they never sin. I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I I had that mind at once. I wouldn't wear a pair of shoes that had dirty laces. I wouldn't wear a pair of shoes that had a scuff on. Mm-hmm. Because when I stepped out, those shoes are representative of me. Mm. But that was because I fed into the narrative mm-hmm. that I am trying to destroy a single hand, not single hand. So you were susceptible partner. to that same narrative that that, that traps it's, majority of black people in America. No, it traps majority of people in general. We ain't talking about majority we, people. We're talking about no, black people. No, but hold on. What we got to understand is we're under the same spell that's cast by advertisers and media companies, mm-hmm. but it's just a different spell for different people. Okay, so if it's, affecting, if it's affecting everyone, that includes black people, right? Right. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't want, I want to make sure we don't, we don't, we don't make this I mean, however separate. you, want, however you yeah. want to mix this stew, we can mix the stew. Okay. You know? I just want I just want to you know illustrate the fact that it does affect everyone and everyone includes black people. This is people need these... supremacy have a brand for everybody. Mm, right, right. <laughs> That's the thing. It's mm. just Nike is our brand. Okay. Gucci is our brand. Oh, you know, oh, uh, say it again. Gucci is our brand. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So when and that I'll reparations say... check comes through, right? Gucci gonna get a large amount of that, ain't they? They probably can't make it faster. Mm. Okay. But what I'm saying to you is, and this is a very, the reason why I'm pushing back so hard on this, this is a very dangerous discussion even to have because if I want to put my money in a pile and burn it up, that's nobody's business. Correct. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about what I'm going to do with it. We're talking about what it's owed. Yes. That's why I said this is very, it's a very, you know, uh, like it's like you're getting a car wreck. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Or you're hit by a car or a truck with it. And, and you made some very bad financial decisions. And then the lawyer goes and says, Well, we don't need to pay him this money mm. because he's been, he has bad credit. <laughs> he's, he's misused all his resources. And you want that, that could very well, if that was the case, then a lot of people would get paid. Correct. So that's why I say it's a very dangerous uh, conversation to even have. Mm. You remember the Dave Chappelle skit from the reparations? Yeah, of course. Mm. Cadillac as Escalades out of the cell, fried mm. chicken, mixed KFC, couldn't keep chicken. Mm. Of course. So I'm not too off base when I say that if black people got a reparations check, it would go to Gucci. Okay. Gucci so being they, a euphemism for the status symbols you said black people are concerned Right. But, okay. but why is that? that well, is well, well Adam, Curry, Adam Curry said the comment was stupid from Hotep. But I'm showing you that. Yeah, I, no, I, I just told you know. I just you know. I, I told you before. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna uh, address this and make you, <laughs> you know, uh, defend your man's, right? Correct. But uh, he said the the comment was stupid. And, well, and to me, well, and to me, maybe, what, I mean, what, it was, what it seemed to me was, here. how could a white man tell me anything about the black community? Okay, I'm gonna speculate this here because you can't hear it with white man's ears either. Mm, I like that. So maybe he heard it as if they, if other people of my ilk hear this, then they're like, oh, no, we don't need to give it to them in the first place. So maybe we don't need to what? Give it to them in the first place. Mm. Then you're going to misuse it. Mm. So maybe he was speaking. I'm just saying, I'm just speculating here. Mm. And me and him didn't even talk about this. And I, mean, I knew when he said it. That's why I didn't even say anything about it. I noticed On that. the show, because it's a non-starter and you got to be familiar with 
platform when I say this, certain things you bring up is a non-starter. Even the word reparations is a non-starter. Mm. I really want to, I'm really trying to rebrand it to us only. Mm. But I'm just saying, I'm saying to this, um, when he said that, I was like, okay, you a man, he a man. Y'all can address it how, how y'all want to address it. Right. But to me, I didn't want to derail the conversation. Sure. With even with even going down that rabbit hole because for me, it was more. It was. Person, I feel. Yeah. I feel that that episode was very important. It was a wonderful episode. I wonderful, wonderful that. episode. Wonderful <laughs> conversation between you and Adam Curry. I love Adam Curry. I love you know what he puts out. Things he says. When he so says, what, me, when he puts the word stupid next to Hotep, and then his partner comes on my platform hmm. the same day, I had to address it publicly. Please don't put stupid next to my name. Because I'm very careful with my words. I'm very careful with my thoughts, my ideas, my philosophy. Hmm. Even Dr. Claude Anderson said, uh -uh. <laughs> he said, uh, 96 cents out of the black dollar is going to leave the black community. That means four cents is going to stay. Okay, I'll take that four cents then. All right, so 96 cents. Ninety-six cents of that dollar is going to lead the black community. So if the reparations come in, it's going to go out. So let's. Okay. So you you want to speak on that? Yeah, I want to speak. Let me okay. let me speak on that for a minute. First of all, four cents is better than no cents. Uh, second of all, say for you, for instance, as a young young entrepreneur, if you were able to come into that uh, windfall of cash. It would change your life. It would change your life for your lineage. Now, I'm assuming that you're ADOS or it was an American descendant of slave or FBA or Native Black. I view on label that. I'm just making an assumption. You know, I, I haven't looked into your background, you know, saying that deep. But if you were to get that money, you would do right by it. And if we help two Black people, mm. that's worth it. Mm. <laughs> that's worth it. Well, not well here's, here's my thing about the reparations okay. conversation. Okay. You, you brought up a very great point where you said that you and I would do responsible things with that money, mm -hmm. right? So what I would say is, uh, hold on, they're complaining about your volume. Let me go ahead and uh, uh, thank you for the heads up, y'all. Let me just make sure. I want to make sure for most I tried to do something fancy. But you, you brought up a great point. You said you and I would do responsible things with that money, right? Mm -hmm. And we are aware of the risk of what the rest of the so-called black population uh, would do with the money, right? They, the mm -hmm. potential to waste it. So what I'm saying is, if you and I are the responsible minds of the community, we have to be responsible with how we create the plan for reparations so that the people who are irresponsible do not squander the reparations. We whoa, want whoa, whoa. to secure it for all. I'm not here for the plan of how we spend it. I'm here to, for the plan of how we secure the bag. See, we, we in two different wheelhouses here, and that's what 50 was about. 50 was laying out the case, and, and I have a very different views on reparation slash atonement than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Because I like the model that uh, Johnny Cochran was going after mm -hmm. and with the legal system. And mm -hmm. see, that's why we're short, so short-minded and short, so short-sighted that if we would have even done a just do to somebody, say like a Donald Trump, for instance, not saying him specifically, he put in 200 federal judges 
mm-hmm. about to put three judges on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You don't go to him and say, hey, I want reparation. You say, I want you to pay reparation favorable judges. So when we go after this money in these courts, that's that's how you strategize. So I'm not I'm not here to tell people how they spend their money, because not, nobody should tell me how to spend my money. Do you have children? I am, yes, I have four beautiful children. Three okay. If your children got a bag, would you tell them how to spend it? No. Okay. Why not? Because the the, the parable of the prodigal son. Okay. What did he do? He gave his son his inheritance while he was living. That's mm-hmm. what his son wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now you go out to the city, you get bamboozled, you get tricked out of your money. Now, hopefully, hopefully what I've done from the time that they've been born mm-hmm. to the time they become adults, this is why people have trust. I mean, let's just be honest because you make people foolish decisions with money at young, young. Right. But what I'm saying is I can't say, hey, this is how you're going to spend your money. You go out, you learn how the world works off what I taught you. When mm. you go away from what I taught you mm. and you, you find out the world is hard, that will only solidify the lessons that I taught you. So you've, you've taught them lessons on how to use this money. Of course. Oh, okay. Okay. So if they squander it after that, then that's on them. That's on them. I totally agree. I totally agree. But that first, there is a lesson that's instilled. Yes. Okay. And that's, that's why I say the work that's done in the hall seat, I have a very unique point of view on a lot of things. I'm not for leadership outside the home. I'm for leadership inside the home. Right. I don't believe in all these rallies and, and all these uh, gestures and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, people, one person wrote in and asked me one time, what are you doing for community? I'm raising my kids. I'm being the father to my kids. Now, right. when, I, when, I, when I get done with that job, then I'll go to my nieces and my nephews and my distant cousins. And, and you know, I like sooner that. or later, I'm going to run out of time. Right. And if everybody did that internally, then we would have a functioning society. Right. But what we've done is we've bought into the notion of black. <laughs> black okay. is a brand. Mm. Black is a brand created by white supremacy. Mm. And say, okay, you buy into this. Mm-hmm. And this is why this whole bubbling up to the surface of ADOS and Foundation of Black and, mm. and Native Black and these groups mm. are saying we're our own group mm. with our own specific grievances. Mm-hmm. And this is what, and I know you have an issue with, you know, saying the S and uh, <laughs> Or the, or the oh, we're going to get into ADOS. Yeah, I just, just want to talk reparations real right, fast. Right, right. Yeah. But, but it goes hand in hand. How much time do I got saying, with you tonight? Man, you guys on you on. My man. I cleared my schedule. <laughs> so, my man. No Smash Brothers tonight. But, no. <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is that you have this thing called Black that was created, and okay. it was really just the bottom. So mm. what we have to do is we have to break that narrative. And that's what you're saying about Nike and Gucci. Mm-hmm. These things are part of our culture. Yes. What we need to do is return back to our original culture. Because mm-hmm. this mind we have now couldn't have survived the 400 years, 600 years, 300 years, how many ever years of slavery you want to say we went through. Mm-hmm. This mind of the people right now wouldn't have survived it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have that mind. <laughs> this, right. is, this is a modern creation, this mind that, that we have. When I say we, of, of what what we're perceived to have. And deep down inside, even those people that buy those Gucci know better, but it's like, I want to be loved. Mm. When you want to be loved, you'll do a lot of things for love. Yes. 
And that's all it really is, is that's why we're the only people who can be ostracized extricated from our communities mm. um, such as you know you're not black anymore mm. give me your give me your black card mm. that's how biggest fear right oh i'm gonna lose my black card i'm gonna be a cool you mm. know this kind of thing but when you start to realize hey you know what this black thing is not who i am mm. let me you know, ask you i said this thing go ahead let me ask you a this or that question and i just yes. want a one word answer mm-hmm. uh black community as a whole is it majority financially uh smart or majority, or or is being financially smart the minority in the black? It's the minority. Okay, it's a minority. So what we're dealing with is a bunch of people who don't know how to handle money, right? So me being the benevolent virtual dictator that I am, I'm looking <laughs> at the black community and I'm saying, if we secure this bag and it goes to my children, this black community, I'm going to call it my children. I'm saying children because they're not responsible with money. Right. Wouldn't it behoove me to put together a reparations plan that they could not squander if I care about this community of people, this nation of people? So reparations can be a lot of different things. And what I mean by that is it has to be monetary for first of all. <laughs> so let's be clear on that. It said it what? It has to be monetary. It has to be monetary? It has to be. What I mean by that is... I totally disagree. Oh, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me clarify what I'm saying. Okay. Is that if that's more money in my paycheck because I don't have... I'm not taxed, that's one way. That's a monetary... You're saying that's a monetary way. Uh, I agree with straight, that. If it's a straight up check. But what I'm saying is it has to... What, what happened is here, they started a race. Hint, hint that they were... They call it race. And we... Our doors didn't open. It's like a horse race, right? Our doors did us to us all didn't open for how many ever two let's say two hundred years. Because we're talking about American slavery here. Let's mm. that's not that's not that's the other thing. We can't we can't go out too far in colonialism and all. I'm talking about seventeen uh seventy-six on four. Mm. That's the birth of this nation. Mm-hmm. Our doors wasn't open. Mm. All the horses get halfway around the track, then you want to open our doors. Now you're going to say, oh, well, you have the equal opportunity to run the track of everybody else. Hmm. Hold on. I got a late start. <laughs> My doors are open, so either you need to stop all the other horses from running <laughs> or catch me up with the horses. And then once you make me, you know what I'm saying, in some kind of parody, now we can see who wins the race. Mm. Mm. That's, that's the problem. Mm. 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 So, you know, going back to my question, mm-hmm. wouldn't it make sense that us leaders in the black community, if we were in charge of the reparations legal case, that we should look out for the interests of those that have poor financial? Or do you think we should not look out for them? and We should look out for ourselves. When you say look out for them, are you saying we should dictate to how they spend their money? What I'm saying is, or we, we should, should we ration it to them. In, I'm asking. I'm, I'm not asking. What I'm saying is, we should structure the mm-hmm. reparations legal case, okay, in such a way that when they do get the bag, they can't fumble it. It's gonna be winners and losers. That's what America's all about. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is, what I'm saying is, when you're dealing with a great mind, right, a great mind is able to mitigate risks. 
there is a risk that the bag will be fumbled. Now, if we know that the bag will be fumbled, we can at the very least set it up so that if they do get the bag, it won't be fumbled. That is the challenge. You don't think that's, that's possible? That, no, what I'm saying, one of the things I'm for is tax-free status. That for way who? is for who? For whoever the lineage proves that they are a descendant of American slavery. Okay. Once they get tax-free status, mm -hmm. if you want to work for $7 an hour, your mm -hmm. reparations would be smaller than a person like you who will start a million-dollar company. Mm -hmm. Well, how so, do you how do you how do you build multi generational generational wealth in America? In America? It certainly isn't through W two being a wage employee, right? No, well, well, it has to start somewhere. <laughs> so somebody, so, it starts with inheritance. To be honest with you, and a lot of our people don't never had an inheritance, so they never had that leg up to say, hey. Um, you know that the majority of billionaires and millionaires in America are, are millionaires and billionaires because they worked for it and not through inheritance? No, what I'm saying, hold on. What I'm saying is this. You said, can you ask one question? I, I, well, let me just, let let me me just ask me the question the one more time. Can I ask, just ask the question one more time? Yeah. Yes. How do you build multi-generational wealth? Mm -hmm. So much wealth that your kids, 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 kids can't mess it up. How do you do that? You can't do it through W-2 wage employeeism. You can start the ball to roll with it. And what I'm saying is this, because if you do that, then you can't say, so, uh, so I think we have two different. Uh, well, let me answer the question for you. Can I, can, can I answer the question for you? Yeah. Yes, please. It's through <laughs> entrepreneurship. Everybody can't be entrepreneurs. Facts, that is correct. But it's through entrepreneurship that you build multi-generational wealth. Correct. Okay. But when I, I'm not seeking to build multi-generational wealth for everybody. I am building where people can sustain and flourish generation to generation and be functional. That's why I said our outlook is too different. You're, you're trying to build the 1%. The Right. I'm trying to represent the other 99 percent and maybe not. even. Well, who makes the decisions? Who makes the decisions for the country? Isn't it the one percent? No. The one percent don't make decisions for America. Not at all. And that's the biggest fallacy. that. They OK, correct. All right. So who, who makes the decisions for okay. America? They see what the people are willing to go for. Now, we now we're going to get into rulership and what kind of rulership we're under. Okay. People think we're under capitalist or or. Um, socialist or communist or fascist we're really under a fabian socialist socialist and what they do is say we'll push the people as far as they go and when the people resist we'll relent and then we'll start to push again so they only push us as far as we'll go it's like everybody said woke up today saying no you know what i'm going i'm going out i'm not wearing a mask how 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 long would it be before everybody wouldn't wear a mask you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's the people really define the system. It's not the it's not the one percent. That's the you know, I mean, it's you're not, talking about a hypothetical situation when today no, it's the masses who are telling you to put on a mask, and that's reality. That's not virtual, like the situation you're bringing. 
right? Because we want to be like, it's, it's our need to be like the 1% that controls us, not the actual 1%. Everybody has this dream of, oh, my child's gonna be Elon Musk or my child's gonna be Mark Zuckerberg. No, <laughs> that's not in the card. Oh, my child's gonna be Steph Curry or LeBron James. No. What you need to do is raise them to know how to function in this world. Now, if that so, hap so happens that my son is uh, 6'9 and 250 pounds and can run, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> a 4440, so be it. But if he can't, you know what? I want him to be able to have a nice middle class life, no less than a nice middle class life, where he can own some property, go to Disney World once a year, him and his wife going to Jamaica maybe once a year, and he'll have a nice, you know, nice inheritance for his children when they die, when he dies, God forbid. But I mean, we all go through it. That's where I'm saying, I'm not looking for everybody to be super duper uber billionaires. Oh, I am. I'm trying, I, I, but see, for you to be that, we have to do the work over here of building that community that will support you. <laughs> Wait, what community to support? The, the, the people that will buy your product, the consumers. You need consumers to buy whatever product you're selling. No, I mean, yeah, but that's kind of irrelevant, you know? Um, so so let's, let's, let's just circle back real fast. Okay. On the reparations conversation. I am not interested in an income tax exemption. Uh, no, that is, that's, I, I, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. for, that's for the hoi polloi. Now, I'll if you, I, now, I, if you, hold on, let me just finish. Now, if you'd like to include that in the reparations, I'm not going to oppose it. I what, think, uh, what I, I, what I believe is the first order of action is tax exemption for small black business is the first order of action you need. I think you misheard me. Okay. I said, I said tax free status. I'm talking about the taxes in your cell phone bill. I'm talking about the taxes that when you go to the steakhouse, tax-free status. Now, if you want to go, you know what I'm saying, and have capital gains tax, I could just move to Delaware and do that. No, but what I'm saying is this. If you're talking about reparations, now we're not going to say, oh, it's just going to be for, you know. It, it, feels, it, feels, it feels very short-term thinking, right? When, when we look at how China moves and how a lot of the elites move, they think 300, 500 years ahead, right? And it seems to me you're thinking like, you know, a year ahead, right? Like, oh, my stake tax, this tax on my stake, the tax on my clothes, the tax on my car. I don't give a shit about none of those taxes. The taxes I care about are the small business taxes because in, black people have a problem saying, oh, I can't get employment because the white man won't hire me. Well, we need more black business. The problem with black businesses is, is the taxes are holding many of us back. I know because I myself pay way too much in taxes. Therefore, it stops me from hiring more black people. So when I think about reparations, the first people I want to empower is the entrepreneur class of black people because they're the ones that are going to lift the rest of the blacks up. Whoa, you sound like uh, W.E.D. Du Bois here. I think we're getting to the root. <laughs> I think we're getting to the root of, the root of our uh, misalignment here. Okay. I'm more into the Booker T. Washington mindset. And what I'm saying while I say that is you have to build a I'm, strong I'm with foundation. Booker T. Washington too. I don't fuck with right. W.E.B. Du Bois. No, no, what I'm saying, but that's what his argument was. We had to create this talented 10th and they'll pull the other 90% of, you know, with it. What I'm saying is, and people want to poo-poo the working class. I'm not saying you, but if a person wants to be a worker, so be it. Yes, but, but do they get a, a job from a white man or a black man? 
Well, if, you, if you're going to be creating jobs with your tax-free exempt, you're saying status, hopefully you will hire some of them. Correct. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it, I'm trying to build the, the stratification of the community. We got, we got, we got Tanisha. <laughs> so we got Tanisha. Tanisha does hair. Tanisha has a salon. Tanisha wants to hire more hairstylists. But Tanisha's got this tax burden. I need, I need to lift that tax burden off of Tanisha so Tanisha can hire more black stylists. So Tanisha can open up another's hair salon. So Tyrone can open up another barbershop. We have to free the black entrepreneur. If you can't free the black... See, America was built for entrepreneurship. It's, a, it's supposed to be an alleged capitalist nation. So you have to free the entrepreneur. No? Why can't we free everybody? So you're saying either or. I don't think in this term... I'm not thinking either or. I'm talking about... I, prior, that's, that's I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm prioritizing. It's not... Okay. A, you know, I'm prioritizing. I'm not saying and, forget everybody else. I'm saying what is the priority? I'm saying the priority is to free the entrepreneur first. No? If you're gonna put a, if you're gonna put a gun in my head and say who who needs to get freed first, it's the working class. The working class, the working class, the people always, who mismanage they, they, the money, the people who mismanage no, the see, money. You're making this. I'm a part we, of the I mean, class. we agreed on that earlier. We said we said that the working class. No, 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 does, no, no. Is not, a lot is of not, those people are not. They're not. They're workless. <laughs> a lot of those people with the Gucci mindset do not work. They don't work. Yes, at all. That's why we have the we the I, I know, I know, I, I know, I know a lot of black people in the hood, and, and the black people I know in the hood work, bro. You know what I'm saying is that, of course, there's people that have that mindset that do work, but the people that go to work every day, the large portion of people that go to work every day, they pay their taxes, their state taxes, property taxes, all these things. And if you lift that burden off of them, maybe they can put that money back into their property, and their property value goes up. Which they'll leave a more um, uh, a bigger piece of the pie for their children down the line, and then their children will step into that tax-free status. It's like, oh well, dad gave us a hand, you know what I'm a, a leg up in the world. I think that's for, that's what frustrates us more as a people than anything else. That so how would, so how would you structure reparations? What what you know if you were to? I, I, that's not my job. Mm. I will leave that. I will leave that to the experts. Mm. There's great people who's doing that's not my job. My mm. job is to make a case for, for the, the bag to be delivered okay. and to be secured. Mm. Now, once it's secured or what that bag looks like or what's in that bag, there's somebody else, that's somebody else's wheelhouse. I don't try to step outside my wheelhouse here. So I have I, a I very feel like, specific I feel job. Like, I, feel like, I feel like your job's done, though. No, nah, it's not. Far from it. Why is it not? Far from it. Because first of all, I want to rebrand it as atonement. Because you know why you never asked me why I want to call it atonement instead. Of, ask me why I want to call it. What do you <laughs> want to call it? I want to call it atonement instead of reparations because it's from the point of the people that need to do the atonement. I really like that. Not, not from the, the standpoint that you owe me something. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And Mary Ann Williams touched on this. Everybody thought she was a crazy cat lady, but she was really onto something. And she said it would do something for the spirit of this nation. Mm. For somebody to want, you can drag them by their nose hairs and say you owe me, and maybe go through court. Mm. But when somebody stands stands up and say, you know what, you know what, um, hotel, I did hit you with my truck. Let me atone. Mm -hmm. 
now we can have goodwill towards each other because you know what I made up for and you know recompense for what damages I caused you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying to reshape. That's why reparations. I really like word. that. I really like that. I really, really do like that. <laughs> I appreciate that, sir. That's 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 a wonderful idea. Atonement, because motherfuckers why, need to atone for their sins. Yes, it, exactly. That's why I said the job is far from done, and and that's just one narrative. And I don't want to make people think I'm I'm just a one trick pony about reparations. Mm. I'm with tearing down the media narrative, one hundred percent. This this created this idea of blackness because we when we went to black, it was in, in it was in a good spirited uh, effort. Okay, they were calling us Negro nigger nigger these things um, and. And the young people in the 70s say, you know what? We want to be black. We right. want to dictate to what we're called. Uh-huh. But then the people on Madison Avenue say, you know what? Let's brand black. Mm. <laughs> Let's make black story, black, black exploitation films. Okay. Let's put a coat straw on their nose and a needle in their arm and take the daddy out the house and we'll, we'll shake what black is. And, you know, being dumb is black. And prioritizing uh, things that depreciate in value over things that appreciate with value. That's black. So that's why I said that's what you're feeding into is the brand of blackness. And once people. Once How am I feeding into that? Now, when you say about Gucci, okay. you're speaking about people that, so not, not their lineage, but this identity that's been given to them. It's like, here, that's like you wake up out of a coma and you have amnesia, and they're like, hey, you're Donald Trump. And you got to take all the burden with the come with Donald Trump. Mm. He's like, I'm not Donald Trump. Mm. Mm. Like, why do you keep calling me that? You know mm. what I'm saying? Why do you keep, you know, and then when you find out who you are or you begin, because we're just, we're just on the cusp. I <laughs> really, I mean, as a, as a people mm-hmm. to say, hey, no, nah, that's not us. But like I said, I don't want to denigrate the people that started calling us black because they, they, were, they were doing then what we're doing now, mm. trying to define who we are. We're the only people that never get to define who we are. As soon as we start having black, it's like, oh, no, you're African-American. Mm-hmm. Then it's, okay, African-American now is people of color, which is nothing but color people. Let's mm. just keep it 100. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. First of all, and I said, even... Even finding out who our lineage is is, t- is tangible to us. Okay. That is tan. Once you can look down, I have pictures of my great grandfathers all around me right now. Mm. And I look in their eyes and their face, and I say, "Who are you? Mm. How did I get here from you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what, what, what turn did you make in life?" Mm. So can, yes. can I can I ask you a question about reparations? Yes. Um, what 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 are they, what is the reparations for? What is the what is the evil deed that was done that you're saying reparations or atonement is for? Is it slavery? Okay. Because and, and the reason why I'm asking this question is because I don't believe we should be asking for atonement for slavery. But you believe it's for slavery? That's the only case we can prove. Mm, that's the only one. That's the only case we can prove. Now can, we can't not, prove like redlining. This, like this, like, like Denzel says, not know what you know, but what you can prove. We, you we, we can't. We can't. Can we not prove redlining? Of course we can. Okay, that's not slavery. No, but who was who was redlined? What do you mean? Who was redlined? Who who was redlined? Specifically? Yes. The black community. And where did they come from? The South. No, it happened in Detroit too. 
No, no, no. What, what I'm saying is it, those people came out of the South during the Great Migration uh-huh. for sharecropping. Okay. Which was another name for slavery. Right. That continued after, you know what I'm saying, the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, and, and us being free, so-called free for this country. Uh. So when you when you make recompense to just all based off of lineage back to slavery, you'll take care of the people that redline. You'll take care of the people that were um affected by no man in the house. You'll take care, I mean, of all these other things. Mm, 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 so mm. I'm saying let's make the case mm. simple. You know, <laughs> you mm. don't want it's like when you know when like a uh, a prosecutor gets all these charges mm. and it's like ah murder one's gonna be too hard to prove. Mm-hmm. Let's get them on this one. We'll still still put them behind the gifts. Mm. for 40 years. This is the easier case. This is this is a slam dunk case. Ain't that the verb you say like you? I'm trying to set up the slam dunk case here. Mm. 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 What about the other thing? Like uh the 94 crime bill, Reaganomics, uh 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 Nixon's um Rockefeller laws. Yeah, war on drugs, all, all of that. All of that but, can be but, proven too, right? But who were who were the main Victims of all of those things that you listed. Well, you propose you propose what was their lineage? What was their lineage? Well, you propose that their lineage was slavery, but not all people affected by these systems were were descendants of slaves. So, what's their excuse then? Excuse for being (laughs) done wronged. What is their excuse? Their excuse for being done wrong. No, what I'm saying is, if you're going to say that their lineage is not of slavery. Yes. They might have been affected by the 94 crime bill. They might have been affected by the the Rockefeller laws. Why why were they in the slums then? In the slums? What I'm saying is, that's where where most of the drug arrests happened. We're in the the so-called slums that were created by um, the FHA and the red line. Mm -hmm. It's not my words. I wouldn't, call, I, I, made, I, I wouldn't call them slums, but okay. No, that's what they were. That's what they were made to be. That was the design of it. Right, right. To say that black people were slum dwellers, and these are not my words. This goes Richard Rothstein. Yeah. He said that black people were made to be appear to be slum dwellers. Yes. And the majority of those people, yes, were of the lineage of Adons. Mm. So what I'm saying is that's that's. If, if you didn't have the lineage ADOS, you came to this country and you fell to the bottom, that was by your own choice. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't oppressed. Like you said, we, we now we're going to go back to history and how people got here and who was already here. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's multiple different paths path to this landmass. Okay. So what I'm saying is let's recompense, let's repair, let's atone what the people were done by one of the. And it's not even about the greatest sin ever. What I'm saying is. If it wasn't for cotton and sugar, this nation wouldn't be what it is. Let's just keep it a bug. I disagree. You disagree with what part? If it wasn't for cotton and sugar. Oh, that was that was too great windfall. That's what the whole civil war was fought on. Um, I well, would this, say I would say it was in fifty. I mean, I, 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 I would I would say central banking was the bigger problem. But what I'm saying is the windfall of free labor. Natural resources, mm-hmm. prime free real estate. Mm-hmm. When those three things, you know, came about, yeah, and we became an export nation. It's just like with, with, I keep hating bring them up, but and I like to call him Forty Five Savage. Mm-hmm. It's like with Forty Five Savage mm-hmm. when he freed us of being dependent upon other nations' fuel. 
then that, that was a great windfall when they started fracking. Oh, you see yeah. how that changed the whole global economy? Uh-huh. It's right before our eyes. Uh-huh. The same thing with cotton. Yeah. They created the cotton gin. They were like, you know what? Holy crap. All this useless fiber that we're sitting on now, we can get the seeds out of it? Yeah. Make everybody slaves. <laughs> Make them all slaves. Free, not free, round them up. Hmm. If you look a certain way, and that, and that you can see, you should see the numbers how they grew in Mississippi. Like I said, I covered all this in '50. That's why it's fresh in my brain. Yeah. What I'm just saying is, if you repair those people, mm-hmm. you're going to get a large swath. And, it, and, that's, and that's why we have to do that. another reason. Mm. Let me get a sip of water here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay Mart <laughs> said, uh, ten dollars super chat. He said, Dems must pay. Absolutely, Dems must pay. Adam Rezich, he said, these discussions are an important thing happening today. Thank you both. And Mo, let me just say, I'm being a hard ass on you today because- Please, do. Please. Because uh, this conversation must be distilled. It must be challenged. And, and the nuances of, of it all must come out for the audience that hears it so that people get the best of this. True. And you should challenge me just like the, the Dominique would be cross-examined. Yes. So that's why I don't have any problem. You know, you do these things before you go to court. Your own lawyer, you're saying. Uh, yeah, before he gets you prepared, right? Right. Yeah. Pressure, you're saying trial prep. This is just trial prep. So I don't I'll take any offense to it. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying before, this is the reason why we have to destroy black. Because black means something totally different from what it meant in 1960. Okay, explain that. Oh, we got a lot of people this, this, this. Hiding under the umbrella of black that ain't really black. Uh oh. Okay. The way it was defined. Like Sean King. I'm not even going there. I mean, okay. what I'm talking about is people that actually are melanated. Mm-hmm. But they come here and they use the systems like affirmative action. They had no um, beef with this country. You talking about immigrants? Yes. Okay. Like Kamala Harris. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. But then they want to speak on the behalf of. Uh, you know, Adolf's Foundation of Black and, and, and Native Black people. Mm-hmm. But you can't speak on my behalf because you don't understand it. You don't understand it. Obama didn't understand it. And that's why I hold Michelle mm. more accountable because she supposedly did. Mm. You understand what it means, what she was supposed to bring. His last four years, changing the bathroom. No, bro, you don't, every word should be a reparation. Mm. Every answer, every question should be a reparation. Mm. Just to get the conversation started four years earlier. Than we are right now and from that position. So what I'm saying is a lot of people they come here, and that's why black is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You have people that say they are black, like a Trevor Noah. Mm. Mm. But he's not black, like black is black. Mm. The South African the fair skinned South African right, guy. I don't I, and I'm not and, and I'm not getting the colorism. What I'm saying is it's about lineage. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Now 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 other groups of people are very protective about who gets in their lineage or not. It's a certain group out here <laughs> are very protective of if you say you're from their lineage or not. And nobody has a problem with it. Actually, they're very protective. Yeah. But as soon as we want to be protected over our lineage, and it's not that we start and, and out something else. It's not, I guess we could segue into this uh, or not. But I'm not ashamed of being a descendant of slavery. Okay. I am not, a, I'm not ashamed. My people made it through that. For me to be sitting here right now, the, you're saying that the son, the grandson, the great-grandson, I know all those men, 
Bro, I take great pride in that. Because uh-huh. it's just like the movie Hurricane, I don't know if you saw it or not, with Denzel Washington. He said, yeah, you can lock me up, but I won't wear prisoner clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't be treated like a prisoner. Yeah. So, yes, we were incarcerated by the activity of slavery that doesn't make a slave or have slave minds. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's another thing I just want to point out. I know I'm going mm. all over the place. No, no, I love it. I love it. So let's, let's, let's bring you right back. So we are not black. We are ADOS. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. How do you, how do you account for the lineage of black people who come from slave owners? What are they? Good business people. Are they, so they're, so they're, <laughs> they're not ADOS. They're, they're black. Like, like what, are, where do they fit in in all this? They're just not okay. ADOS? Or like, okay. Like, so that's, that's like asking the question between what's the difference between a Gentile and a Jew in the Bible? They were of the same people, right? Pretty much. They were? Pretty much. Uh, no, what I'm saying is when you look at the term that, that's just of this lineage or that lineage. Well, Gentile is referring to somebody that's not of the faith. Right. But what is that? And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But what I'm, what I'm saying is this. If you're talking about lineage, then it's not about race. It's not about phenotype. It's not about any of that. It's about the lineage. What do well, I, what do I mean, well, here's the problem I have. Like a lot of the black slave owners were purchasing fl- family members. Right? right. So this is the same lineage. So, no, no, it's not. Okay. No, that's what this. That's so I'm, 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 I'm free. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a plantation. I'm, I'm so-called black. Mm-hmm. I purchase my family, my extended family, to, under law, make them slaves that I own, but to free them from the white man. We are not of the same lineage, is what you're saying. No. Okay. Explain. Because. It says American descendants of slavery, of the system of slavery. That's what the lineage goes. Now, can we say, are we family? Of course we're family. Okay. They're just like the, the immigrants that come here from other nations. We're mm. family, and we have a lot of allies. I mean, one of the biggest ones, I mean, I don't want to know if you want to mention other nations in Shoto, but uh, one, of, one of the brothers, you know, TD Media, he's of Haitian descent, but he even realizes <laughs> that, that, um, that we are owed something special from this country. And that's the key point. And the thing I want to say to the, to the allies out there, not allies or immigrants, if we secure the bag, you think we're not going to give them the blueprint to go after the French and the British and whoever else? Is the, is the, is the legal case against the United States government? Yes. I don't agree with that, bro. Why not? They're, they're the one that allowed, they were complicit in, 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 in Allowed the system to happen. Allowed it. I mean, that's right. And thrived that, off that, of it, and the biggest, biggest beneficiaries of it. But Barclays, for example, has admitted their role in slavery. That's a corporation that we can hold liable. Um, AIG is another okay. one. There's right. several multi-billion-dollar corporations that have already admitted to having fault in slavery, and I- we're going to the government. And not these corporations who we can get legit money from. I don't understand well, how the once co- again, once again, it's a slam dunk case. You go after the government, and you let them collect from you. 
<laughs> it's not my responsibility who you collect from. Now, if they want to say, oh, yeah, all these places are complicit and they admit it to it, fine. Go, go for that. But popular. the problem is a lot of these corporations were international. So not only did they own slaves here, but mm -hmm. they owned slaves in the Caribbean. They owned slaves. Same corporation would own slaves in the Caribbean and uh, South America. And then it's weird because you try to separate the people from the Caribbean, the people from South America, and us, whereas I kind of group us all together. Yeah, that's, you can't do that. Okay. You can't, the reason why I say you can't do that, then you make it just a, uh, the, the case so, like I said, it's a slam dunk case. It's a slam dunk case that we go after the United States government because they would allow these and, and support the states in their union, mm -hmm. upheld it. And now if they want to go after these companies that you name, that's on them. Mm -hmm. If you want to treat like a RICO case, that's fine. <laughs> but mm -hmm. what I'm saying is keep the target very, very, very simple and very, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. That's just like people who say, oh, and on the flip side is, I don't owe you anything. That's what they like to say, right? I, don't, I, don't owe you. I just got here, you know, two days ago. I don't owe you anything. Mm. You take that up with the IRS. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you take that up with the IRS. I'm not, I'm not saying you owe me. I'm saying the country owes me. Now, taxes go up so good. Hell, I pay for a lot of things out of my taxes. I don't do it. Well, it seems like you want to go for, like, the easy target, right? Of course. So <laughs> um, you believe that the easy target is the United States government. Whereas we have documented proof and admission of guilt from at least a dozen corporations, dozen multi-billion dollar corporations that have admission to slavery. Now we have a United States government who has not done that, but we do have corporations. So it seems like the slam dunk is to carry those lawsuits against the corporation. What about all these apologies state by state they made? Oh, we apologize for slavery. We recognize, oh, you do recognize? Thank you. Yeah, state Thank by state, you. state right, by no, state. What, what, right, but uh, what what were they a part of? So what was those states part of? So 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 when you when you take the state to court? No, 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 no. Okay. No, what I'm saying is these states that made these apologies, Virginia, North Carolina, and this handful of other states. Right. They wrote these, you know, sappy apologies. Oh, we apologize for what we did. Yes. That's that is an admission. <laughs> Right. That's so what so what is. you're saying is we're going to take that state to court, no? No, what we're saying is we're going to hold the union accountable because they were complicit with that state. It's like how they do RICO cases. And then and then go my, my problem with that is uh, that seems to trickle down into, uh, you know, more taxation from the people, which we end up paying ourselves that reparations back. Not no? tax free. Well, I, that's that's the thing, right? You'd have to get you're, you're trying to get two cases now. You're trying to get the bag and you're trying yeah. to get tax exemption. No, no. What I'm saying is when I'm like when, when I'm looking at it like it. I'm looking at it like this. You go to the government. You say, look, y'all are guilty. Give me mm -hmm. tax exemption. OK, you corporations, you're guilty. You've already admitted your guilt. Give me the bag. You see, when you take the tax exemption from the government, mm -hmm. there's no expense. They're going to lose some income. So there is some expense at some point. Right. 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 <laughs> but it's not the same as saying, hey, we want a bag when well, we can get the bag from AIG, Barclays and all these other corporations. 
who uh, manipulate our economy and society. I don't, I don't think you heard me out. I said that is part tax free exemption is part of the bag. Right. No, part I heard you say that. Bag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if now, if hold on, now it's amazing how these these uh, liberals have no problem. And this is what this is a good point where you say make liberals pay, right? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's paraphrasing what you say. Yeah, Dems but, um, must pay. Dems must pay. So they have no problem with saying, "Hey, tax the billionaires harder." Okay, tax them harder to make up for this debt. That's fine. What what, what, what is that business to mind? I don't I, like I said. I am not here to figure out their problem or how they're going to pay their bills. Yeah. All I know is I have an invoice that says we're owed. I'm here to pick up my great 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 grandfather's last check that he never got with interest. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's 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 uh let's uh hop off the reparations debate. I think we've exhausted that. Yeah. And um thank you for that discourse by the way. Oh, I appreciate um, it. Very exhilarating. You made you made you made me think. I mean, I had to actually think about what I understand what I believe. Yeah, I mean, we got to squeeze the juice out of this conversation. It's exactly. not often I get to have this conversation. You know, this is a very unique, uh, sharp conversation today. You know, usually it's just an interview and I'm trying to get to know the guest and pick their brain. Today, it's more of a, oh, wow, I have um, my confidant, my brother, my cousin here with me. And uh, he looks at things one way. I look at things another way. I'm not right. I'm not wrong. You're not right. You're not wrong. There's a middle ground to be found, right? The best ideas will win. Right. <laughs> right. So let's talk ADOS. I don't like the psychological ramifications with coming with attaching ourselves to slavery. When our lineage predates slavery, does it not? Of course it does. So why don't we attach ourselves to that instead of slavery? Who said I was disattaching myself from that? You called yourself ADOS. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is we're a very specific group, and that's why I want to make the analogy to another group mm -hmm. <laughs> that has a very specific history mm -hmm. that they identify with. And nobody says anything to them when they want to bring up, you know, we came out of Egypt. You know, mm -hmm. we, we overcame this. You know the difference between you know the you know the difference between the black American? What's that? And uh all the other races? What's that? We allow the divide and conquer. We allow the separation. We allow the, oh, I am different from the African. I am different from the Caribbean. Chinese man is a Chinese man no matter where he is on earth. That's why they rounded them up back in the day. That's why they rounded up the Japanese back in the day because they knew, although they were Japanese American or Chinese American, their loyalty was to the home country. The, so the divide and conquer that the European, that hold on, the divide and conquer that the European carried out to divide us into separate nations, to divide Africa into 200 plus nations or whatever, I can't remember. To divide the, 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 the continent up into different nations was the Saya. That was the tech. And here we are trying to separate ourselves from everybody else. And I'm like, wouldn't we be more powerful to unite globally the entire diaspora because white people are actually the minority on this planet. We operate as a minority in America when we can act as a majority 
globally. They talk about globalists. We are the majority globally and don't exercise that power, which is why we are disenfranchised all over the globe. How am I wrong? Because when you look at Europe, how many different countries are in Europe? When you look at Asia, how many different countries are in Asia? So to lump us all together as a monolith and then compare it to one nation of the Chinese, I think that's a not comparing apples to apples. Now let's uh, go back white to people aren't oppressed. <laughs> they have that no, luxury. They have the luxury to say oh. I'm Irish, to say I'm Italian. They have that right. luxury. They are not on the bottom. When you are on the bottom, you can't operate like the people on the top. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is that let's get let's go back to the car car crash analogy, right? Mm -hmm. So you hit me in the car, and then I come pick you up, and you want to say, "Hey." I need to be paid too because I had to rob, rob his raggedy car because it was in the car crash. Bro, they don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. And that's what I'm saying. We have to keep this, these, who's the plaintiff, you know what I'm saying, in the case, who, who, you know, who needs to be making the request. Now, if they want to go back and you're saying, and, and make a case, I'm all for it. Give them the blueprint. Even we can collaborate. You want to go after the French, you want to go after the British, that's fine. So be it. Mm -hmm. We're going to go after now. You're trying to lump in colonization with uh, with uh, American slavery. That's two different systems. And then, second of all, I don't think we're all the same. Like, I mean, you're trying to paint us all as the same. I think that we we have very unique backgrounds. That's why you find so many. Um, I mean, a brother um, from Newark ain't the same as a brother from Trenton, but it's still a brother. So like that nuance is irrelevant to me, bro. So that, no, but what you're trying to say is- Oh, I'm uh, different. I, 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 I walk different. I talk different. No, 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 no. Nigga, what you you're still black is, when a cop pull your ass over. What you're trying to say is the Chinese is the same as the Japanese. Is the I didn't say that. The, no, no, I'm saying that's what you're saying with us, trying mm -hmm. to do the same thing. That's how I, that's how I hear it. What I'm saying is we on need the, the African continent, they, the people are oppressed by the Arab world. They're oppressed by the European. When mm -hmm. we go to South America, they're oppressed by the white Hispanic. We got ethnic cleansing uh, in Argentina. Okay. Black people I mean, are, are oppressed in Brazil. Black people are oppressed in America. No matter where you go in the globe, black people are oppressed. Why is that? Black, because black, there is because no black unification. Because <laughs> black equals bottom. See, there you go with that term again. Well, we can we can play the semantics game. No, I prefer no, not, not to. Not, I prefer not to. No, it's I'm not using semantics. black very loosely. If you want to call them no. African, if you want to call them person one, whatever term you want to call us, let's say person one. Person right. one equals the Negroid race, the melanated people, whatever right. you want to call it. It's a semantics game. I don't want to play. The no, bottom line is the bottom line is these melanated people, person one across the globe are oppressed but it's different white oppression. people ain't oppressed it's different oh wait a minute last time i checked they was whipping everybody heads and they didn't have a mask on that's the other thing so i mean we we got it like that we all got all realize that it's us and them <laughs> at the end of the day but oh, let me, let me, oh it's us and them yes boom so you just united us once that's the whole point of atonement. Okay, this so thing, us, thing who is, is us? Who is us? 
ADOS, Foundational Blacks, you know, and then when you start- What about my at, brothers okay. in the Caribbean? What about my brothers in South America and know. Africa? Let me ask you this question. What, what embassy could you and I go to as a- An American embassy. No, I'm talking about here in America. Right, up, right, right down the road from D.C. Uh-huh. Which one in there I can, what, what can take me in and take me- say, None of them. You're not, not a national. Not, I thought we were brothers. That's my whole point. If we united <laughs> globally, we would have an embassy. That's my point. You missing the point, my G. No, you're missing my point. You just, you just, you just proved my this. point. The I fact that we don't this. have an embassy here that unites us with Africa is the exact problem I'm talking about. No, you just named the symptom of the now, problem. Hold on, Nigeria has an embassy. Ghana has an embassy. I, I these are the nations. Audience. These are nations. Well, I'm talking right, about right. people. Well, I'm, saying, I'm talking about the, blood. Listen to what I'm saying. If I go to their gate right now of any of those embassies and say, take me in, just like when they come in those caravans up to uh, up through South America. You are talking, you are talking about legalities. You're talking no. about you're talking about European ideas. This idea of an embassy these ideas of nation states. So don't say I started this the division. I didn't start the division. I didn't say you started the division. No, what I'm saying, what saying I say, is- I'm saying the ADOS Foundation of Blacks and Native Blacks, we didn't start the division. Nobody opened their doors and take us home. I you're perpetuating it. No, I'm not. I'm saying what we have to do is I, we have to co coalesce and, and solidify with each other here first. I disagree. Oh no, no. Come on now. Come I on, believe no. I believe that <clears throat> that that the so-called ADOS is already unified. People keep talking about oh black people need unity. Black people you need unity. Turn on the electric slide, watch how fast we unite. Behind what is considered to be black, which is a narrative. No, it's culture. By it's the culture. Media. It's culture. culture. No, that's a narrative, bro. There's a difference. So black people don't have a culture? No. Oh, we don't have a culture. No, we don't have a culture. All right. No, I actually no. agree with that. I actually agree with that. I actually agree with that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I want us to form our own culture here first. So uh -huh. then people will have self-respect for What's it. your definition of a culture? Culture is a agreed set of rules that every family will raise their children up on. Mm. And mm. then we'll have an appreciation for the same thing like music. Mm. and tones of music mm. and instruments that we created and you know and electric slot dances i mean i guess that's the closest thing we have to a tribal dance mm -hmm. i mean but it's accepted all around it's accepted all around the world that this act identifies that group of people when i went to africa i sat down at a business meeting and the african brother at the end of the table said to me welcome home i looked at him I smiled and I said, thank you. And he looked back shocked. His, 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 he looked back shocked because he thought I was one of those Negroes that would say, what do you mean? I'm not African. No, I recognize that he is my cousin across the seas. I'm about to get you now. I'm about to get you. Get me. I'm about to get you. Get me. How can you say you're African? You know everybody here in this country, on this landmass, mm -hmm. didn't come from Africa or came from Africa. Africa came from Africa before it was Africa. 
Come on, bro. Come on. I mean, come, you know, just like I know. You, 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 you're not. We have, so we have, we have expeditions of Abu Kari leaving the uh, empire of Mali. Right. Uh, which predates Columbus. And he had expeditions that came to the United States. Right. When Christopher Columbus landed uh, in uh, St. Domingue, he said that uh, they had boats with oars, the natives, the black natives, mm-hmm. person one natives. And uh, they could carry 80 people plus. So we're talking about a seafaring people. We're talking about our people were seafaring. So to say, you know, that we are not African is another semantics game. We are no, a people. No. We are a people who have traveled the entire globe. In fact, when you look at every European expedi- ex- uh, expedition, mm-hmm. they all say, everywhere we go, we see these people. They so haven't separated them. My, they keep saying, everywhere we go, we see the Negroes. So that's my point is that is that if we're all all over the world, you just can't say everybody's African. Mm. It's people that's Filipino that looks like us. Well, again, 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 you know, when you're playing the semantics game. No, 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 I'm not. What I'm saying is this. Let me ask you. You're saying because I use the word African. If I use the word melanated, if I use the word person A, whatever term you want to use. When I went to the African continent, Mm. the man said to me, welcome home. And I would say to that person, what are you doing to open up the embassy so many more of us can come home? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, don't don't give me with the, the platitude. Bro, open up the embassies. Let us have our caravans. For are you St. familiar? Louis are you familiar? Are you and, familiar? And Miami. Hold on, let me get, let me get this one off. Hmm. Let us have our caravans, just like they have coming out of Central America. That have black caravans going across America, coming to Washington, D.C. to get out of here, if, if they feel that way. Do you have any desire to unite with the people on the African continent? What do you mean? I, I have I have enough. I got my hands full to unite with people on the street. Do that's a yes or no question. Do you have any inclination to unite with the people on the African continent? Of course. Okay. What about the people but in the what Caribbean? What about the people I'm, in the Caribbean and the people course, in South America? Of course. Oh, why? 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 But guess what? I Wait, have no. Answer the question. Before. Why? You said why? Why? Because I can do business with anybody. So it's just a business thing. That's what it is with everybody in this world. What are you talking about? Okay. That's how white supremacy was created. Come on, bro. <laughs> that was I don't. Business. I don't believe in the idea of white. Supremacy. You don't. No. You don't. White supremacy you, is. How do you believe in Illuminati? You believe in Illuminati? No. Uh, white supremacy is oh, wow. uh, white supremacy is an idea purported mm-hmm. by Ada. It is it is no. it is it is promoted and, and held at high self esteem by Ada. It is an idea that if Ada's let go would disintegrate. What I believe in is black supremacy. You're missing my point. Okay. You're missing my point. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is this system of white supremacy was set up. And it's nothing but a weird form of nepotism. It's, it's not a system of white supremacy. It's a it's it's not. No, it's not a system of white supremacy. If it was a system of white supremacy, all white people would benefit. No, they have the ability to be, benefit from it. 
They're not saying we're gonna let you benefit. You, you realize, you realize, you realize that uh, Nigerians out earn white people. Single male Nigerians come to America out earn white people. Why is that? Because they're the top ten percent of their nation coming here. So they out so earn white people here. Okay, so that's like me saying I'm gonna take. How is a system of white, if the system of white supremacy was so strong and so great, why is it right. not stopping upward mobility of this great African? Because they subscribe to that system. Who subscribes to that system? Those people that are handpicked to come from that nation to come here. They subscribe to what system? The system the of white system supremacy? Of white supre yes. Okay, explain that. Just like the boule. But bro, America ain't the only one with a boule. Mm. So it's not a system of white supremacy. It's a system of class. No, it's a system of white supremacy because at the end of the day, when you um, accept that these are going to be the cultural norms that you're going to... And I, what I'm saying is this. If you, as long as you accept... And, and I want to say this. When you go to Asia, what kind of business suits do they wear? Come on. You said when bro. you go to Asia, what type of business suits do they wear? Yes. Um, the European style. Exactly. Why is that? And they, they're their own nation with their own history and culture. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Because they understand to be taken seriously, you have to dress in a certain manner. Why the Arabs don't do that? Because they have their own uh, 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 financial base in oil. Oh, so your financial base is really what? Of course. Oh, oh, oh. That's what we're talking about is wealth supremacy and not white supremacy. Well, when you create laws to say, you know what, I want people to look like me to thrive. And, and, that's, and I want to say this, everybody that look white ain't white. This country wasn't built for white people. I can't say why on this platform, but this country wasn't built for white people. No, but, but no, that's what I'm saying. Everybody that looks white is not white. Yeah. I mean, we had white slavery too. I mean, let's keep one up. But mm -hmm. what white supremacy said is, we gotta let the Italians in. We mm. gotta let the um. We have to let the um. Our Catholics in. They even did it off of religion. Mm. We have to let the Irish in mm. because we gotta keep our numbers strong. Now they're doing the same thing with Hispanics. We gotta let Hispanics in. Mm. Let them file white. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That's what mm. I'm trying to tell you. So, it's so white color. is a, it's a legal definition. Literal. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Not, it's not about color. Yeah. What you trying to tell you? It's not about. Oh, color. I'm very familiar with that. In fact, in the '90s. The Arabs were able to uh, classify themselves as white when they come over here as immigrants. Right. That's why okay. I keep telling you. It's not, it's about a class. So if that's the case, then we're not talking about color. We're talking, we're talking about, about who's allowed. If, okay. If you, and it's not, I've used this analogy before. Mm -hmm. This is like when you, you're a sports fan. You know how they talk in the terms of we won the game last night. We won the game. You know what I'm saying? We played well. And they ain't got out there on no field, but if you went to a, one of the 53-man rosters on the Cowboys and say, is he a Cowboy? Like, hell no. Mm. It's only 53, it's only 53 players and the coaching staff and the ownership. Now we'll let them be fans. <laughs> we'll let them push our agenda and our narrative. That's cool. Mm. Here, buy this pay for you. Here, buy this, buy this memorabilia. Mm. Wear this mm. jersey, wear this hat. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, they're not wasp. Mm. Let's keep it a book. Mm, mm, indeed. Indeed. Let me read some super chats real fast. Um, I totally agree with you, by the way, uh, on that last statement. Oh, yes, you are absolutely correct, uh, Mr. Mofax. Um, let me see. Where are we at? 
uh, Martin Vinstead, uh, I know I am from Europa, but damn, what black people have given us from America is earth shaking and legacy will stick. Thank you. Big Elvis, the chef Rosenberg said, respect the show. Craig, uh, Gilbo Jr. said, uh, without entrepreneurship, there is no working class or economy. How do you think the government is financed? Indeed. Radix said, uh, great to have been here. Respect to Mo Facts and Hotep Jesus. Thank you. Dimas Aja. She said, uh, first corporation set up that did not have article of incorporation is Hudson's Bay in 1670. Corporations were set up so that they are protected and are more powerful than governments itself. NAFTA is an example. Ooh, very educated woman right there. Uh, Martin Vinstead, Scandinavia ain't a part of that. Acoustic Theory said, you need to be very specific about the grievance. There are plenty of grievances experienced by blacks that might produce a case, uh, but uh, are not slavery. Indeed. Blacks need to mature their argumentation before they can expect to pursue redress of, uh, of grievances. Oppressive experience of all blacks are not the same. Yeah. Um, Dimas Aja said, as an, Afro, as an Afro descent, we are Ubuntu. Wherever we are, we are brothers and sisters. There's the limitation within ourselves that we don't appreciate each other's history. And when global Afro diasporas unite, we dominate. Talk. You saw that with the last World Cup uh, when France uh, had a majority of this starting lineup uh, filled with Africans. You see what happens. Um, acoustic Theory said uh, culture is the sum of all shared narrative of a population. I like that. Judah Jr. said we have no black culture, quote unquote, black. Uh, a culture sets a standard and, accept, and, and an ex expectation. Sorry. Uh, what standard expectation is being set by so-called black culture? I love that comment. Uh, Mo dropping black for Afro descent. How would you explain Indian descent in Trinidad, South Africa or Kenya? How many still wear, wear red saris and wear jasmine flower necklace when they marry their children? Ooh, seems like they're attached to their lineage. Kent Rowe says, uh, this conversation is a gift for so many reasons. Thank you both for putting this together. Hotep and build Martin said, Hotep go, go Judah jr. White supremacy is often mistaken for rulers. Oh, let's stick on this white supremacy. I think this is a great conversation we're having. And you're bringing up some really great points that a lot of people are just not aware of. Like the fact that white has nothing to do with skin color, right? At, at all. Oh, powerful, powerful <laughs> statement. Mr. Mofax. Can you explain that some more? Because the true white people are the ones that created white. Mm. And I, like I said again, now if I want my numbers to be strong and my, you know, and appear like you know we are large in number, I'll in, you know engraft people into my group. Okay, you're allowed to be white. Yes, check the box. Yes. That's it. Yes. And that's, that's why it. you think it's a system of white supremacy because white equals supreme in law in america correct that's a great argument mo <laughs> it's a really great argument it's a really great argument when you put it like that it's really hard to refute it is that's really what? hard to refute <laughs> the only thing i can say about that is is what if ados classify themselves as white legally then what you get laughed out of whatever office you go into it's happened before. No, what I'm saying is if I put white on a job application, I show up, they'll say this man has mental health problems. 
maybe they lack maybe they lack education. Hold on, let me ask you this question. Okay. I know I'm asking a lot of questions in your platform. Oh no, no, this is a great conversation. Please do. The reason why I'm asking why is it that Meghan Markle's child can have a white daddy, a half white mama. That means he had three white grandparents to be called black, but if it was inverse, they couldn't call themselves white. Uh. You see what I'm saying? So you're saying that the majority of his family is white. He has but the three baby, white grandparents and one black grandparent. But the baby is black. No, he can identify as black and not nobody not say anything. Okay. But if you had a child with three black grandparents, uh-huh. One white grandparent, and they want to call themselves white. Uh-huh. People will look at them like they were crazy. Now, why? How does that work? If that's not the case, if that's not the the, the, uh, the um, exact uh, representation of white supremacy, I don't know what it is. So let's let's just walk through this one more time. I just want to let this sink in before I like dive into it because that's a very very interesting thing you brought up there, right? So mm-hmm. she, the baby, is. Majority white lineage or Caucasian. 75% Caucasian, 25%. Right. And if he wanted to, because he had that little sliver of black in him, let's just say black person A, whatever we're using as a term, right? That's fine. He can identify as black anytime he wants. But if a black child with brown skin wanted to identify as white, he'd be a joke. Correct. Mm. Sounds like black supremacy to me. Seems like blacks overrides anything. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is the black legally, baby, the black no, baby is black, and the white baby is black too. No, what I'm saying legally, if it, that baby well, was well, that's a, well, you said in no, in front yeah, of other yeah. people, you'd be an embarrassment. So that's not a legal case. That's a social case. Well, it is social. Well, legality, legalism um, defines social behavior. Well, legally, like, like, legally. Like years ago, it was okay. 30 years ago, it was okay to whoop your kids. Now you do it in the grocery store because they tripping all those pretty pebbles. You know what I'm saying? Legally, legally, Sarah Rector, a so-called black woman, was classified as white. Legally. Okay. So... Are we having a social conversation with Meghan Merkel's baby? Or are we having a legal conversation? You can't divide one from the other. And that's why I keep trying to okay. say about making a legal case about reparation, not to go back. Okay. We have to do things legally. And I want to say this. Uh-huh. Instead of being one against each other in these different tribes that we have black people, let's pick and choose what they're great at. The Moors are great at law. Let's yes. take their mindset in law. Yes. Right. Yes. The the, the nation of Islam and they're they're great with the militaristic, um, uh, the structure, the you know self empowerment, a lot of things that you own, entrepreneurship, having your own. Let's pluck that from them. Yes. The civil rights movement they were great with narrative. Yes. With using using the media system, you know, to bring things to you know fruition. Let's mm. pluck that from there. Right. The Hebrew Israelites, you know, let's put what they have there about what, what the lineage is coming from and who we really are. Let's put that from there. Okay. Right? Instead of putting pitting these groups against each other. And mm. let's let's and what I will put from the whole text is your vision forward. Mm. Cryptocurrency. Mm. Going into you were saying, going into the um um cyber into the 21st, 22nd century. 
no, when I hear you talk about, no, let's not say, oh, this, these are completely right, these are completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's let all these things thrive, mm-hmm. let the best ideas float to the top, and that's what we go with. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have a very legalistic mind from what the Moors bring forth. Yes, that's so, the only so way that's, why I asked you, that's why I asked you, are we, in, in regards to the Meghan Merkel baby, are mm-hmm. we talking about social illegal? And you said it's, le- it's legal. It, okay, so it's legal. So what I'm saying is, going back to reparation, mm-hmm. if so-called black people classify themselves as white, wouldn't that relieve some of our problems legally, or no? No, because white would just come up with another term. Okay. <laughs> you right. You right. Just moving, just moving the goalposts on you. You right. That's that's why they came up with the term colored people. Mm. Are people of color? Yes. Let's just keep. They were like, "Oh, they're becoming too stratified." No, 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 no. Let's have colored, and what that really means is let's have pure and unpure. Let's mm. just keep it with what. Before they didn't have all these other groups they had to worry about in the early years, say nineteen hundred, late eighteen hundred. It was black and white. It was straight clear. You know, they right. didn't have the stratification that a South African had with your colors and those things, right? It was just clear cut, either white or black. Yes. This is what the Democrats and the liberals did all over again. They said it's coming too stratified. It's too hard to control uh, the Latino agenda and the black agenda and, you know, all these different agendas. Let's make a colored sandwich Mm. and call it people of color. Mm. And it's very easy to deal with that one. So that's what they're always going to do. They're just going to keep smashing us down. But what I'm saying is we have to really, first of all, step one. I'm a very step-oriented person. That's how I lay out my playlist, my playlist on my clips. It's like I got to go from step one to step two, step three. We have to fix us first. And what I mean by us is our brothers we see every day, the brothers that we kill every day because we think they're less than, because they look like us and we don't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to fix those first. We have to say identify that crack, that mother that's on crack that had a baby in her stomach and say, you know what? I'm not going to poison my little brother or sister. Beat it down the block. That's why we had to fix our problems first. Now, once we get on our feet and we can create our own stronghold here, then we can work with other nations. And maybe I'll say to that brother that said to you, welcome home, brother. You put the pressure on your nation to open up those embassies. Now, they have no problem uh, scooping out the cream of the crop. You said taking the cream off the top and trying to romance the black celebrities to come back to Africa. You saw that whole push in the last two years. But they're not going to open up the, de- the door to the area. Well, when we, when we look at Africa, let me just take my time here. Africa is going to be the new America. There's a reason why China is making a massive push into Africa. And it's going to be a really huge mistake for anybody of any race to ignore Africa. As a businessman, you cannot ignore Africa. Mark Zuckerberg is putting free internet in certain places in Africa to bring people to Facebook, of course, and other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, George W. Bush is building a, his own city in uh, Kigamboni, Tanzania. So it seems like everybody's making this big push because they think hundreds of years ahead into Africa. But ADOS are like, eh, we got to worry about us here. Correct. Seems that the gold rush is happening in Africa. 
and the gold rushing America is over. But what'd you just say? What'd you just say about the Nigerians and they're the top earners in America? Why are they coming here? You why are they go, why are, you, why on. why are they let, coming here? Let me is, ask you is, a question. Is, is, well, no, you yeah. just asked a question. Can yeah. I answer yeah. that one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. They are coming here because they do not know how to manipulate the places they live in. They come to America mm-hmm. for the opportunity and the capitalist benefits of the America. Okay. Right? It behooves them that if they come to America to take that wealth and transfer it back to Africa. Do you mm-hmm. agree or disagree before I could? But when they transfer that wealth back to Africa, guess what else are they transferring back? What is that? That education and indoctrination that they got in these Ivy League schools. Very so possible. But I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> so, but they already so that's, get that's, it. They already getting it though. If you look at South Africa, South Africa's already pushing this socialist feminist idea. Uh, They're getting it already through the internet. So that no, stuff's no, no, no. happening already. No, you, what, you I'm, miss, what I'm saying I'm not is, talking about that. I'm not, not talking about that education. I'm talking about how to oppress the bottom 95, 90%. Now you can go back <laughs> and you can pretend to be me. Okay, go ahead. Go over there and you pretend to be me. But don't forget who taught you. That's, that's what I want to know. And I, I had to push back. When the Indians, when an Indian, when an Indian, when an Indian comes to America, where does he send as well? When a Mexican comes to America, where does he send as well? Does he send it back to his home nation? Or does no. he say what no. no facts says and goes, oh, the top is going to oppress? He doesn't say that. He sends the money back home. No, they don't. Okay, no, they no, don't. no, 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 no. They send for more to come here. They don't send the money back home. They don't they send, send the money back but, home? No, they send for more to come here. And the problem with that is, the same problem with America in general. America Inc. And I may, let me make this clear. I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about America Inc. is so seductive. All of us, all of us fall prey to it. As soon as you get a taste of the real America, we ain't gonna leave it. We like our five dollar cups of coffee, bro. You ain't gonna. You not leaving America. I don't care where you go and. And you could ask anybody in the world, how much would you sell your American citizenship for? And they'd be like, excuse my language. I don't know if we cuss on here. But that's what they would say, because nothing like being American, bro. There's nothing, not and nothing. America is the most seductive thing there is. And that's why I transport Western, what, what they call Western, but that's nothing but American. Hmm. So why is, oh, why is China export. why is China making a big push into Africa? Because they're allowed to. They don't have an interest. No, you, you miss what I'm saying. Well, I know to. what you're saying, but <laughs> you have to have an interest first. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> why do they have an, why do they have an interest in Africa? Because they're allowed to have an interest there. If there was some real threat to the economic power system, the setup it will be fortified and not allowed to go there. Okay. Trust me on that. All right. Um, Black Lives Matter. How do you feel about the Black Lives Matter organization? Are you in alignment with the Black Lives Matter organization? Of course, of course not. They're, they're a witch coven. <laughs> that, was, that was in uh, 
the necromancy of black men for the benefit of of non-black men, non-black men, heterosexual non-black men uh, population. If that was clear. You said it's what about heterosexual men? They dabble in the necromancy. Uh, I like how <laughs> say, you put that. Say their name. Uh. We will use you for cannon fodder. We will use you for murals. But we will not have you let you have a position in this society, in our society. That's why I'm saying everybody cut deals with white supremacy, bro. <laughs> that thing is seductive. And like that, hey, you know what's up. You know what's up. Oh, I do. I just wanted to hear you say it. And I wanted, I wanted the people and, to hear you say it. But and, and the, what's funny and, is, no, go ahead. And I peep this when it, you know, because what I do is I follow narratives. I've always been like this, even before, and that's how I kind of got into this, mm-hmm. just by following narratives. So when the hashtag first popped up on Twitter, I used Twitter like a spectator sport, right? I got an account, you know, not the MoFast account, but another account that I would just used to watch. Okay. And I'm like, what's trending? And I saw Black Lives Matter pop up. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's interesting. But understanding how the civil rights movement and all those things went down, let me let me go and see what's behind it. So I went to their website. And it's thing that everybody's so surprised about now that they removed, I picked that thing like four or five years ago at the same time. Mm. I peeped, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where, where's black men at? Mm-hmm. Where are black men? And, and people get, get mad at the patriarchy, but you would never have a society that's not patriarchal. You'll never have a society that's not patriarchal? You'll never have a society that's not patriarchal. Yes, I said it. What do you mean by society? A functioning society that creates culture. And now you wonder why we don't have a culture. (laughs) Because we don't have a patriarchy. In order to have a culture, you need a patriarchy? Yes. You couldn't have a balance between the patriarchy and matriarchy? What I'm saying to you, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. A patriarchal-led society. The man has to lead. He has to lead. I live in, I live in a nice, you know what I'm saying, rural Virginia area, right? And a female squirrel would never lay down with a male squirrel that couldn't catch her. Okay. That's why they submit to me. Because they realize that, you know what? It's, that sounds matriarchal. No, that sounds very patriarchal. But she made the decision. She's, no, the, one, she she's the one saying, you have to pass this test if you want me. She has mm-hmm. the power. No. Say what you just said again. You said a female squirrel, squirrel. will yes. not mate unless the squirrel can prove himself. Yes. Is that not meaning she has the power? No. Because now we're talking about humans. The reason why I made that analogy. If you can't present an idea, an image, a um, future, a... Let's say like when, I, when a man meets a woman. Okay. She has to say, this dude is going somewhere. Probably somewhere farther than I can get myself. Let me latch on to him. Okay. That's why, I mean, that's why it's not matriarchal. Now, is the matriarchy important? Yes, it is. One can't go, can't exist without the other, but one has to be lead. You only have one person in the driver's seat at a time. It's a mess that they have two people in the driver's seat trying to drive. 
<laughs> so so when that's why a man asked for a, that's why a man asked for a woman in a marriage. He said, "Are you gonna go with me on this trip?" Now he might get tired. She has to take you every once in a while. You're saying we can rest and blah blah blah. But she has to see his vision. Bro, now, I mean, now, it's now, very simple. now, it's very we, simple. you know, when, when you say you can't have a society uh, unless it's led by the patriarchy, mm -hmm. um, it's not historically factual because there were many native tribes in the Americas where the women operated, uh, just to make it easy for people to understand, the women were the Senate and the men were the House of Representatives. The women were the head. Now the well, men, the men still center carry- Center and head are two different, center and head are two different. Okay. This is like my wife, she's my crown jewel. Okay. That's why white men, black women get so frustrated with black men and like, why don't you put us on a pedestal? Like the white woman, mm. who built that pedestal? <laughs> who built that pedestal to put her on it? You see what I'm saying? That, that's, they understand now you have to be good to, I'm not- and, and I, feel like, I feel like, I feel like the black man who says that has been cucked. He's not a patriarch. He himself is a beta. See a man- What's that? What's that? A go, go back, go back. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to split what you're saying. Uh, alpha versus beta, right? Okay. Uh, uh, no, you uh, said when, when he says that black... Said when a black, black man says, oh, the black woman won't put me on a pedestal, that's some bitch shit. No, 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 no. I said the black woman says that to the black man. He says, why don't you put me on a pedestal like the white man and the white woman? Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, that's why I want to clarify what okay. I didn't want to... I didn't want to go right, right, right. Home. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So the black woman is saying, why don't you put me on a pedestal like the white man? But the white man don't put the, 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 the white woman on a pedestal. He be whooping her ass. He's been no, oppressing her. No, 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 no. Who got, who got the vote first, black man or the white woman? Well, let me say this, because the house- Who got the vote I, first, Mo? I, I, black I'm man or the white woman? I'm explaining to you why. We both know the answer to that. I mean, that's, okay. that's, 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 okay. a, that's a straw man question. Okay. But, but we got to look at the why. Let's go deeper here. Why? Because if you had a man and a woman on the same page and they're voting, what's the, the two votes in the same way? What does that mean? <laughs> if you know what I mean, just let the man vote. But now you have a, the situation where you have a woman as a Republican, man as a Democrat, vice versa, you know, this turmoil in the House, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? When they were on the same page, moving the same way, go ahead, honey. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, I, you know, I, maybe the, the, the black woman does say that, right? But I disagree mm -hmm. with her. I don't see white men putting white women on a pedestal. Um, I, I see, I see quite the opposite. Do you do you agree or not? Nah? I totally disagree. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying that is you gotta look at it. When when a, and, and we're talking about so-called white here. I mean, do not talk about color. Right. Right. But when you when you go into the you know to uh, wasp land. I kill, call them a killer wasp. They don't want their woman working. They'll hire a nanny and a maid. You know, I want you to be gentile. I don't want you to be stressed. And these kind of things. Yeah. And then when a black woman has to get up, catch two buses to go to work for that white woman, said white woman, <laughs> okay. and goes home, it's like, why don't you give me what she has? Mm. I think what they envy is the fact that the white woman didn't have to work. 
I don't know if the white woman. And that's that pedestal I'm talking about. All you have to, I'm gonna build this nice, comfortable nest for you here. And all you have to do is birth the children. I think, I think, I think, I think it's not about a pedestal. It's more about subjugation. It's it's about it's about saying if this woman cannot provide for herself, then I have power over her, and she can't go anywhere because if she leaves me, she's now homeless or whatever. I think it's more about having control over the woman as opposed to putting her on a pedestal. You really think that? Yes. No, I don't think you really think that. The reason why I say that is, if you did, then you'd be trying to tear down a patriarchy. But you understand that a family man that loves his wife and loves his children will do anything for them. Will do any, and the reason why I'm saying this, I come from a man like that. Had a hole in his shoes and had cardboard in it so we could have hats. Mm. So we don't oppress, real men don't oppress women. They build them an environment where they can thrive in and the children can thrive in. Yes. And they don't have to deal with the outside world and their wife, their, their bosses, me too, and their wives. Mm. Now you wonder why, now you understand why he didn't want his woman working. Because mm. he understood what it meant to be a secretary mm. in those times. We saw mad men. We know what time it is. Come on, bro. It's like, no, honey, I don't want you to do that. And then I'm doing so well. Let's bring, let's bring in a nanny. The kids, are, you know, you need, I see this is, you know, it's having a stress on you, the kids and all. Let's get you some help. Ain't that what that movie was called, The Help? <laughs> yeah. 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 What yeah. was that about? Um. Let's bring in the black women to be the help to the white woman, and I'll finance you this lifestyle. That's what it was about. And then when you have to go to work as a black woman and see this every day and come home, there's going to be animosity between you and your man mm. because she's not going to look like, look at you like a real man. Mm. And that's the real trick of white supremacy right there. And like I always say on my show with uh, Adam, I say it just happens to us first. Mm-hmm. White people are just experiencing feminism right now for the first time. And it's way we've been dealing with this forever. Wait, when you say right now, when do you, what time period are you talking about? Uh, let's say from 2000 on. What about the uh, the that was second wave? That was second wave. It's a little different. It was different. Yeah. How? Because that those those were, those weren't really feminists. They were womanists. It's a little different. They were seeking equality. These women are seeking uh, superiority. Okay. It's it's evolved. Well, it's it's. I wouldn't say evolved because that it was positive. No, it's uh, metastasized. That's why I was saying okay. into into something that's they don't understand what they're asking for. They really don't understand what they're asking for, but. Like, like I said, this is the first time the white man has been seeing and pulling back the veil of what we've been dealing with since, um, what's her name? Uh, the chick for the CIA for 17 magazine. When they designed this whole plan um, to use black women as the uh, crowbar. Front lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crowbar, I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And they tricked the, the black woman into joining the women's liberation movement. Exactly. And in, and that divided <clears throat> the, the civil rights and, and the black movement. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Totally. So then you have black women, the black men's taking on. I mean, we have to go down the timeline here. Black men's taking on the home. The black women's made head of household. She goes and works with her white co-workers. Mm-hmm. She's like, girl, I ain't got to answer no man. What you talking about? Mm. And then that white woman goes home. You know, Brenda, she doesn't have to take this. <laughs> but that's how it works when mm. they create this system of white supremacy. It always comes back to bite an ass. Mm. Excuse my language, but, I'm, me, but it does. Okay, let me read some super chats real fast here. Aztec Mecca, ten dollars super chat. said about ten minutes behind. So sorry if y'all covered this, but Mo's plan to go after the government for the bag is going to lead to higher taxes. The government has no money, but the money they take from us. Uh, Quizzler, ten dollars super chat. I love Mo. Hope to see him in more places. ITM. That's love. That's love. Um, Dimas Aja, breaking news. Colored people uh, spot is taken. Brown people spot is taken. Only spot available, black or Afro descent. While you divide in hopes to conquer, that's double standard. Africa gives you a passport to come and invest. That's true. You can get an African passport. I plan on getting my decision. Um, Sketch therapy. Is he a Marxist? Is he a socialist? Just wondering. We're going to talk about socialism and Marxism a bit. Mm-hmm. Dimazaja, uh, no one's asking you to leave America, though you have economic power to shift narratives with unity of global Afros. Lisa Ray got knighted to represent your people as an ambassador in Ghana. That's the kind of talk Hotep means. Uh, DW, uh, great point, Alima. Uh, thanks, MoFax, for coming on this platform. Tell that hater star to stop instigating diaspora. Uh, DTW twin, uh, HTA dropping bars, keeping the gloves up. Salute, Hotep. Yeah, it's just, you know, we're having this, 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 uh, when I listen to, to Mo Fax's, uh podcast with Adam Curry, um, I could tell that me and him are on opposite ends on a lot of different things. But at a very high level, I think we want the, the best for our people, right? And, and I think that's what really matters. So this conversation is very much different than any other conversation I've had with people on my platform um, because I want to understand the mind of the ADOS that I don't understand. I'm looking for a liberal to come on his channel, a socialist to come on his channel, have these talks too. I'm just trying to understand. Cause me, my dad's from Jamaica. My mom's from America. Mm-hmm. So my mom's quote unquote ADOS. Mm-hmm. And my father is uh, Jamaican. Right. So I think like both of y'all, I think like both. I see both sides, you know? So this is a very interesting conversation. Um, you're not a Marxist or a socialist, right? No, I'm a capitalist in the, in the, in the purest form of the word. Buy for oneself for two. Awesome. You uh, own any businesses? <laughs> um, I'm working on it. And that's okay. why I was saying about the, the working. That's why I'm saying about the working man. Okay. A lot of working men have aspirations and dreams of controlling their own future. Yeah. But they never have the free capital. Mm. or the free time. Sometimes it's not even about capital. Sometimes it's just about time, right? That mm. you can invest 40 hours into yourself. <laughs> you mm. know, you got your kids, you got the wife, you got the job. What time do you have to uh, invest in growing your business? Mm-hmm. Now, if there's a windfall of cash to come in and say, you know what, I can, I can take a risk and say, you know what, I'm going to quit this job. Yeah. And, 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 and take a risk on uh, and I'm not talking about some super sophisticated business. Right. Right. It doesn't have to be. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm not all I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be my main 
a source of income where I can supplement my income, where I can uh, invest in my children's future. Yeah. See, there's a lot of brothers out there like like us. And I think that's why I speak. For, I, look, I am not a leader. <laughs> I am not a, a, a spokesperson. I am what I like to say. I'm the voice of the customer. Let me say it like that in a term you can understand. Right. I am letting people know how these narratives land with the average everyday run of the mill black man. Mm-hmm. I have no agenda except for furthering my lineage. And you know the scary thing about it is, mm-hmm. you know the biggest fear I had when I really got on this on this way. Mm-hmm. Who are my kids gonna marry? That's a real thought of mine. Mm. What do you mean? When you mean kids, when you mean who? You mean are you talking about race? Yes. Are they going to have uh, a European or an ADOS spouse? I would prefer them to have somebody they can can relate to them. And like you said about your mom and dad, you know, they come from two different backgrounds. Yeah. So it's, it's and Muhammad Ali said this. He said, even a black woman in a Muslim country can't understand me like my black woman can in America. So, I mean, they can marry in love with they want to love. It's not my choice. But what I'm saying is when I look around, I'm like, either I can go into the boule, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's a real choice mm. for talented brothers like us. Let's keep it 100. Mm. Well, you can say those Negroes, oh, this is what they need. You know, and start looking down our nose at them. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be amongst my people and for my people and say, you know what? We're not as screwed up as y'all think we are. It's really the real screwed up part of the system indoctrinates us to believe that we're less than. And I understand where your point of slavery comes from. Um, the slave mind. And I say this also. I say that the narrative of slavery has been just as damaging, if not more damaging, than the actual act of slavery. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not buying into the slave mind. I'm not. Can you expand upon that point? Well, okay, slave slavery ended, right? Day day two. Okay. It wasn't written about, wasn't recorded, and these people just had to, you know, go about the everyday life. It's that it's that narrative that keeps us oppressed. And that's why Kanye got so roasted when he said slavery was a choice. To think with the slave mind is a choice. Yes. The problem is the people that think with the slave mind don't realize it's a choice. Mm. They think it's an obligation. I gotta keep it real, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I gotta, gotta you, you understand? I gotta hold it down, son. No, you know, I gotta keep it black. But soon as like, as soon as everybody gets a chance to get out of blackness, they take that option because they understand black is a is a comfort mechanism. It's a falsehood. It's a it's a falsehood. Huh. We're greater than that. We're greater than that color. <laughs> and that's another thing I appreciate about the Moors. That's what I said. It's a lot of smart brothers out here with a lot of great ideas. You got to pick and choose like a buffet. What we're going to put in our plate. You said you, said you wanted to get into business, right? Yes. What kind of business are you talking about? Well, I'm looking into real estate right now. And I'm looking to co-partner with my man E-Class on a couple of uh, bread routes. What, what kind of routes? Bread routes. What's that? 
you know, uh, you do the uh, delivering of bread and you own your own truck and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Very simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Entry, you know, but what that does is that uh, protects me uh, for being codependent upon a single flow of income. Sure. Which yeah. that's real freedom. That's real freedom. Facts. That's that's some more facts. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Um, elections are uh, a big part of the talk today. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you thought I forgot, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Claude Anderson um, used to say, hey, it didn't make no sense to vote. Today in the Breakfast Club, he did a 180 and he said that uh, this election is very important for us to vote in. Seemed like he did a complete 180. What is happening with Dr. Claude Anderson? What is what's going through? If I had to put myself in his shoes, I see one or two or three things happening here. Mm-hmm. Either one, he got the bag. <laughs> <laughs> he sold out. Yeah. Okay. Or two, now we gotta look at his motive for selling out. He could sit here and say, you know what? I gave the same plan or a better plan to the Democrats and Republicans. And they go with a rapper. Mm. I mean, we can't look at these things in, you know, in um, uh, vacuums. Okay. She's probably looking like, can you believe this? I've been pushing this all my life. I mean, I want to show, you know, respect to the elders. But he definitely, I definitely, if I had to put money on it, put my house on it, he took the bag. You don't do a 180 on, on, on like that. Think MoFat. Yes. You, you, you just said something really controversial. You're basically alluding to the fact that our illustrious and beloved Dr. Claude Anderson, author of Powernomics, mm-hmm. has sold out to the white man. Is that what you're saying? I still believe he believes what he wrote in that book. Okay. But I think he did a Jedi mind trick on this. I know I'm going to get killed for this. I'm, I'm, I'm above being killed. Um, I think to do that at this time, mm. and you got to realize you got, like I said, Dr. Dollar King's thing in vacuum. He hadn't been on the Breakfast Club, none, ever. No, that was <laughs> his second appearance. In, in, in 10 months. You said what? In 10 months. In 10 months, what? That's his second appearance in the period of 10 months. Oh, oh, okay. In the span of 10 months, that was his second appearance. Yes. Right, okay. Right after Ice Cube comes with the Republican plan. Oh. If I said we can't look at narrative, and this is what I do on the show, we can't look at narrative in a bubble or in a vacuum. How? What domino hit the next domino hit the next domino? I'm sure Charlemagne was like, hey, bro, they went with a rapper over your plan. Uh. Go talk to my man, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going you know, to get you your rail system. And like I said, I'm not saying that he just sold out. I don't want to use that terminology. Right, right, right. But right. I, think he, I think he was like, you know what? Maybe I can leave something, leave a legacy behind. <clears throat> he by, said, by, Dr. Claude Anderson, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said that the Democrats have been pretty much non-responsive, but the Republicans have been responsive. That's no, he said. No, he said the Republicans were more responsive to him. That's why. I yeah, that's what I said. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. He 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 laments on and on about how the Republicans are more responsive to him, but then you say, oh, Donald Trump packing the court. It was like all the verbiage was off. I'm like, bro, you understand how the government works. Yeah. Now you want to pack the courts? I mean, you would never win reparations if that's the way. Because mm. all they're going to do is keep upping the number of judges is anti-reparations. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's why I say it doesn't logically doesn't make any sense, but that's just my opinion. Right. right. But when I saw that this morning, I'm going to tell you like this, as, like I said, as a recipient of the narrative. Yeah. My heart was heavy this morning. Uh. Yeah. My heart was heavy when somebody hit me with that, and I was like, nah, nah. Let me go. Let me go listen to it. And I was like, ah. And then I got to 2020. Time step 2020. 7:06 a.m. is when I received the text from MoFax with the link to the Dr. Claude Anderson. My response was, "Yep, I thought this was the old interview." And then he said, "Dr. Claude Anderson is pushing voting now." I was like, "Oh, this is new." And that's when I checked out the video of his interview with. Uh, the Breakfast Club, to which you pointed out some points, you know, some timestamps of when to watch. I couldn't watch the whole thing. I just not that interested uh, in that in that conversation. I feel like there's not any any fruit for me. Uh, you know, maybe other people there's some fruit there, but it's not fruit for my brain. Um, but it seemed like it was heavy on your heart. It was hmm. because to say to say in this country. I'm not going to vote. And let me explain my point about you on not voting. Okay. I know people are like, oh, he's been lazy. No, 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 no. There's a method to all my madness. Right. One, to pivot like that this late in the game, after the ice cube situation, yep. I can't unsee what I've seen. Mm. I kind of felt like Malcolm with Elijah. I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> you can't uh, you can't unsee what you see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, no, and I'm like, nah. Let me let me go through this again. Let me rewind it. Let me ah. And then when I got to 2020, I'm like, oh, he just came out and said it because you could tell he really didn't want to say it. <laughs> but I think Angela uh, Yee pressed him. Yeah. And then he had to come out and say it, and I was like, wow, all the work you built up, and that doesn't take me away from it because. He, he dedicated his life to this. I'm not taking anything away from that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that's a very dangerous thing to do because what we've done in this country is to make people realize that, you know what? Uh, voting for somebody that doesn't represent your interest is a fool's errand and we need to stop. And I feel like he threw a huge wet blanket on that, okay. with, that one, with that one statement. Because he was one of the elders we pointed to and said, see, he's done the work and he's saying don't vote. So now the retort to us is, oh, well, even Carl Anderson says Trump is the one we need to vote against. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? That That's very, very, very dangerous. Uh. Because what, and let me explain my point about not voting. And you stop me from talking too much. No, no. My point about not vote is very strategic. At the end of the 2016 election, the first thing they said was, and this is how one of the clips I started off the show with Adam, they said black voting um, turnout was down. I yes. think it was like down from like 59% from 2012 to 53%. Okay. Right? Yeah. So my, my mind's clicking like, hold on. This is the metric they're watching. 
if mm. you can get it down to under 50%, that lets both the parties know we're in play. <laughs> the black votes in play. And this is how uh, the Kennedys got them saying the Civil Rights Act, because then it was, it was, you know, it was like 60-30 for Kennedy versus um, Nixon. Mm-hmm. So that means the black vote was in play. That's why both parties had to, you know, cater, even though it was a lot of lip service, but some things tangible happened in, in that time period. Right. But what I'm saying is that in this day and time, if the Republicans can say, if we can lock up the black vote or at least 20% of it, we'll win forever. Mm. That pressures the Dems into having to pay. As a pun off, what, off your statement. Right. Now, now they have to come to the table because they're like, we'll, we'll lose forever, even if we don't show up. So this is like a half nod to Trump. Like, look, we'll stay at home. Work with us. Right. Now, Diddy has come out, mm-hmm. tweeted today. He said, the number one priority is to get, I'm going to read three tweets here, then you can jump in. Okay. The number one priority is to get Trump out of office. He has to go. We can't allow this man to continue to try and divide us. The people that have the most responsibility should be scared to death of this man are white people. We are on the verge of a race war. Um, second tweet, things have got too serious. It would be irresponsible of me to have us hold our vote hostage. (laughs) (laughs) But it would also be irresponsible of me to let this moment go by and not make sure going forward we are doing what it takes to own our politics. Now, the third tweet is very interesting. He said, we need to get Biden in and hold him accountable. Trump has taken things too far. As black people, we aren't even a topic of real discussion. We can no longer stand for doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's insanity. It's time we unify. First of all, he just said we can no longer stand for doing the same thing over and over. But do the same thing over and over. <laughs> but vote for Biden. <laughs> it's this political debt, man. It's like, hey, give us the vote and then we'll talk about it. I've never understood a transaction, even on the lowest levels, hey, same time, even in the streets, yeah. you do a transaction at same time. It's like you give me the briefcase, I same time, man. Same time, man. Same time. <laughs> but now you want to come here in politics with some of the most crooked people in the world and say, "Hey, I'm going to trust that you're going to do the right thing." Even after he can't now look at the timing. Clark Anderson now did it. Did he was hold the vote, hold the vote. Yeah. Who's the third hat that's going to drop? So we got Claw Anderson came out and said we got to vote after saying we shouldn't. We had Diddy say we shouldn't vote. And now he done flipped and said we need to vote Biden. You might be on to something here, Mo. <laughs> did Diddy take, did Diddy get a bag? Diddy Ben got the bag with Rock and Vote. Let's just keep it 100. <laughs> Let's just keep it a buck. And that was that was the dummy move. He came out there using the lingo, the tangibles and all this, you know, uh, uh, picking all the lingo up of the movement, only to lead us right back into the Democratic uh, voting booth. It's put up a shut up time. And like I said, and that's why I don't people say, oh, won't you vote third party? I need this voter turnout number to be so low. Mm. If 53 got the Republicans' attention, and made them put up 500 billion 
and they tell you straight out, "Oh, we're going after the black male vote." Yeah, I mean, straight. You never heard Republicans talk like this before. Yeah, because you know why? Because they're worried about the Hispanic vote. Uh. So they're like, "Let me shore up this black vote because I know." We're, we're brand loyal. What'd you say about Nikes and Gucci? Mm-hmm. We're brand loyal. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just keep it 100. Mm-hmm. And if they come with the 500 billion, that could that could have black people's attention. Mm. And that puts the and not and not and for us not to have to do anything. Just just peep that. Not we don't have to go vote Republican. Mm. We just don't have to do anything. And we can we can we can debate, we can uh, negotiate from that position. They're like, look, do you want us to really go vote on GOP? Do we really need to do that? Mm. And then we say to the Democrats, hey, don't don't make me sit this one out. (laughs) We got another tweet here from Diddy. He said, we can protest all we want, but to win, we have to build our own black political army. To do that, we have to be trained and organized. Our black party is doing that. And our black party is uh, a new Twitter account that he seems to be the head of. Uh, and uh, it's our black party is the at name, ourblackparty.org. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and speculate that this is some sort of. Uh, what's the most? Act blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't. I don't want to say that's not where I was going with this, but I, I, I see. What, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, I think this is more about Diddy looking out for himself, right? Like this isn't about our Black Party. This is about Diddy having power and Diddy controlling things and controlling the narrative and getting people to donate to him and and, and things that he controls. Am I, I? Am I? Go ahead. Can I chime in on that one? Yes. I think this is Diddy uh, covering hedging his bets. Okay. That's because if this comes, if it comes out and Trump wins, oh, he's gonna get thrown right in the fire. Because like, yeah, you're the one talking all that withhold the vote. Oh. Uh. Now he has to cover his ass. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. I came out after this and I said, you know, we need to go rock the vote again. Yeah. Take that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> But what do you feel about having a black political party? Unnecessary. I agree. Vote your interests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally agree. I feel like this is a very net zero lateral move, as I tweeted out earlier. Um, it's like you're going to have your own political party in the white man's government. <laughs> Uh, America's been a, a, a two-party system since forever. The only semi-successful third party they ever had was a party called uh, the Anti-Mason Party. I'm, I'm familiar. And that is the only third party that I will ever get behind because it's and, very and who, specific. Who, who were they against? This is like, who were they against? White the, supremacy. The Anti-Mason Party? Yep. They were against white supremacy? Yes. They were equating Masa- the Masonic movement with uh, a ruling elite. Controlling I, th- I, th- I think they understood that there was a 
secret society that was not so secret that called themselves Freemasons. Right. And they were against that cabal. I don't know if I, I have in my studies, I haven't seen anything connected to whiteness or anything like that, because the people of the anti-Mason party were Caucasian European descent. Um, I think, right, I but think what I'm saying is they understood it was a power structure that was controlling politics. Yes. As, as we have now with Silicon Valley. See, yes. We want to say white supremacy. And this is what this weird. I bet you when people when I say white supremacy, first thing people think of is um, Jim Bob with a straw in his mouth and a shotgun rack in the back of his truck. And, you know, and, and, and some sheets. Uh huh. And that's their picture of white supremacy. OK. No, 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 no. White supremacy is saying, you know what? We want black people to take the vaccine first. Uh, that's, okay. that's, that's why we don't know how it's going. We don't know what the results are going to be, but we need to And they say it so seductively. Yeah. Are we going to help the black people by pumping full of something that we don't know is going to be the effects of it? Yeah. Because we care. Because <laughs> we love them. So no, don't get it to it. I know a lot of people are jarred when I say that word just because it's a loaded word. And but that's exactly what the anti-Mason party was voting against too. It was this ruling elite that was controlling the government, not the government controlling the ruling elite. Uh-huh. Just uh, my two cents. Nah, 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 nah. Very valid point. Um It's Black Star said, uh, black women have been brainwashed into replacing a black man by Bolshevik media. Uh white women don't have outside factors influencing them to go work so more white women stay home. Uh, Sir Bubba Hotep, Mo, some of the best leaders never want to be. They found themselves in that position. I'm one of them. I never wanted to be a leader, but I've accepted the role because uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, I don't know how to say your name, um, but uh, $10 Super J said, Mo, isn't your idea of us operating as a school of fish just like the idea of anarchy? No leaders, but spontaneous order. You want to speak to that? I don't understand enough about anarchy because okay. that's another narrative. Okay. Anarchy is equated in my mind with chaos. <laughs> so I mean that's just because I'm a I'm a victim of narrative, right? Um, yeah. And that's the only thing I understand about it. But I'm sure it's not the case, just like many of the other narratives. What I'm saying, and, and that's I'm glad you brought that up, the school of fish. What I'm saying is, if everybody stays concerned with swimming and moving forward as a school of fish, then the problem would solve itself. And another reason why I use that analogy is if you're familiar with school of fish, they can mimic to a predator that they're actually a bigger predator mm. in how they move. Yes. So if we all move independently, because the problem with, and you brought this up, I think I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to attribute this to you. I was about to say, but, you moving right into my argument, Mo. But, but in, integration, <laughs> integration is infiltration. Yes. So if we move like fish, or you might catch one fish, but that don't stop the school. Yes. Yeah, you might drop the net and get one fourth of the fish, yeah. but the school is still going to thrive, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm for the school of fish um, ideology, because we shouldn't have any leaders. That's the point of a culture. A culture says, you know what? That's what uh, Finding Nemo 2, uh, what was the little fish name that was lost? And she couldn't remember who she was. Um, yeah, but I mean, peep that. You they say we shouldn't, story. we shouldn't have any leaders? No. Why not? Because with leaders, you have what happens today. They get the bag <laughs> <laughs> and, and they splinter the effort. 
I think I think I think that's a result of a lack of leader. Right. Maybe, what what, maybe, what maybe. happens is what happens is the powers that be, whether they be boule or white supremacy, whatever they are, mm-hmm. only allow one leader like today. Uh, you know, uh, you're only allowed to follow. Um, uh, you know, whatever black liberal. Right. And then they take guys like you and, you know, pigeonhole you and, and blackball you, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel as though if we had diversified leadership and many leaders, that would be a good thing. The problem is we have a lack of leaders and a lack of visibility of good leaders. And they only give us one sellout coon. Do you think white people got leaders? Yes. I don't think so. Okay. Look at Trump. Mm-hmm. He's not a leader. Trump, do, Trump does what MAGA tells him to do, not the other way around. A leader is he'll, beholden to the people. That's, right, that's that's part of being a leader. You right, but know? that's not our idea of a leader. See, that's why that's why it's very dangerous. <laughs> you do the will of the people, but that's not our idea in, in this society of a leader. A leader dictates you put on a mask, shut up, don't come out your house, that kind of thing. That's 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 more of a totalitarian. But that's what that's what people equate to leaders. They want people to tell them what to do. I don't know if people equate that to being a. Yeah, I think people what, equate that to being a dictator, maybe. No, but listen, listen a, a leader, a leader is is somebody who takes the interests of the people and pushes mm-hmm. it forward. No, I agree in in the purest form of the word. But what I'm saying is, when people ask for leaders, what they're really asking for is somebody tell me what to do, so I don't have to think for myself. I'm not saying that the person who wrote that super chat. I think that's well, the negative connotation of leadership, but right. I don't think that wholly describes what being a leader is. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying in this, see, we have the, it's all about, it's about the words. <laughs> it's always about the words. And then today, what they say in the absence, Trump in the office, in the absence of leadership, in the absence of somebody telling us what to do and think for us. Because Donald Trump does what his base wants him to do. And really, I mean, if you want to say he's a leader, I mean, maybe, because he does the will of the people. But he could come out and say something, and MAGA gets on that Twitter, get on that Twitter, and he'll pivot and do a 180 by lunchtime. Because he knows he's beholden to them. Yes, that's part of being a leader. But that's not what the masses want. The masses want to tell you everything. A leader, a, but, 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 a, 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 a leader, a leader, a leader, um, isn't always right. A leader can be wrong sometimes. And I think sometimes Trump knows, oh, wait, maybe that's a misstep. Maybe, maybe I didn't have all the information and thank you to my MAGA following for staring me in the right direction. I have corrected myself. Part of being a leader is knowing when you're wrong. But not in today's terminology of leader. For That's example, for example, that- for example, I am a leader in Hotep Nation. Right. And um, one of uh, one of my confidants is uh, a brother by the name of uh, uh, a so-called white man by the name of Chad Lemoyne. Mm-hmm. And um, he recognized me as one of the leaders of Hotep Nation. And I've had some choice words about anarchy. And he introduced me to um some anti-federalist papers he introduced me to Rothbard and some other literature and i have since pivoted 
on that. A good leader listens to his people, investigates, and says, maybe I didn't look into this enough, and thank you for correcting me. So whereas I may lead Chad LeMoyne, he leads me too. He he Correct. he 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 brings me information and he's 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 contributed to my intellectual advancement probably more than many people have mm-hmm. outside of, you know, my dad or somebody like that, right? So and and some people would say Chad is one of the Hotep followers. I don't know, whatever. But sure. but if I don't listen to Chad, mm-hmm. I don't evolve in my intellectual prowess. No, I, I agree with you. And like I can say I don't want to get into the debate over what is a leader because I think we both agree what a good leader is. Uh-huh. But when people ask for leadership yeah. in today's society, they're asking for somebody to think for me. Tell me what to do, just like with Obama. Nobody said, okay, hell Obama. I think I think it's I think it's more or less about the fact that in certain positions in society, only one person can occupy that position. You can't have 1,000 U.S. presidents. You can only have one. So when you appoint that leader, just like we elect leaders in Congress or leaders in state politics, we elect these people to push our agenda forward because the rest of us have to take care of our family or do this or that, right? So we'll support the leader, but leaders are still necessary to be in those meetings and, 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 and study the issues and then make the right decisions for us because you can't have a democracy. Democracy is basically mob rule and it's real messy and you can't really just vote on every single issue. You need a leader that's going to take the issue, work through the nuances, and then make a decision on behalf of the following. I think what you're saying is, and I, I, I want to clear, clarify what I'm saying is me. Uh-huh. What you're talking about a representative. That's the pure. That's good leadership. You represent what the overall culture is of the group that you represent. Yes. And this is what's going to be best for the continuation of that group. Yeah. What I'm saying in today's society, what people equate with leadership is daddies. They want daddies, and this is why the reason why they want daddies because they don't have a picture on. These things, these things have connected tissue to each other. It's like, please just tell me everything's gonna be okay. We just need a daddy. We need, we need, we need a daddy. And uh, with Biden, Biden's gonna be our daddy. He's gonna be the good daddy mm-hmm. because he's gonna tell us everything's gonna be okay. And you know, and he has the same policies, the worst policies as Trump. Mm. But it's like, oh, he's nice though. Mm. He makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Obama. He makes me feel, oh, you see how beautiful that black family is. Mm-hmm. Don't that look good? I don't care how you look. Mm. And I would prefer Obama be who he truly was and be have our and have, have interest at heart instead of appearing to be like them and didn't have my interest at heart. But I don't look at Obama as a leader. I look at Obama as a follower. You, because you're an independent thinker, mm. and you actually process, you actually process information. Yeah. But to the masses, he's a leader, and that's and that's and that's and that's what I was coming back to before, right? Where it's like you're we're only allowed to have one kind of leader. It's got to be this black liberal socialist communist leader, and it's not like 
okay, we got this leader and we got a Hotep leader and we got an ADOS leader and we got an FBA leader. And it's just like, okay, now we have all these leaders. Let's have them come together as some sort of black real Congress and then make decisions and come together. Like, so for example, I represent, let's say I represent the Hoteps and you represent ADOS. You might not agree whoa, whoa, with whoa, my- Whoa, I don't, I, I, I want to clarify this. Let me just do this I'm now. saying hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah, I don't want to get killed. No, no, you no, 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 killed, no, 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 hypothetical, hypothetical. No. Hypothetically. Yvette and Tone are the leadership of ADOS. Correct. I am ADOS by lineage. Let me right. clear that up right now. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Right. I am the leader of this thing, the facts family. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if, if we have, you know, uh, you might not agree with me and mm-hmm. I might not agree with the ADOS plan. All of that is somewhat irrelevant. What's relevant is what's the end game for our people. Right. Can you agree with that? Yes. Let me, let, me, let me explain to you how this works. In okay. If you're the leader, leader of the shark clan, I'm the leader of the facts clan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we come around the fire and you got all the leaders of the different clans, right? Mm-hmm. You have to look at the health of their clans. It's like, you know what? The shark clan is really thriving. Your, your input holds more weight because you've done the work. Yes. And you, you have the fruit to show it. Yes. If I, my cupboards are bare <laughs> around the fire, they're like, oh, I ain't following that fool nowhere. He hasn't, he hasn't done the work. Mm. So mm. that's how leadership works. When men get amongst men, we pick the best of the men to lead by their fruit that they produced already. And they say with even more strength and even with even more power, you even take this even further. Mm. But and like you said, in our community, it's about who has the good spit game. Mm. Yes. Yes. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's got the right rhetoric. Right. With no fruit. <laughs> Nobody. And it's, that's the biggest thing. I'm going to get on Obama, but it's, it's time. Yeah. Um, nobody asks to say, oh, he's a community organizer. He's a community organizer in Chicago. Yeah. Did anybody ever go look at the communities in Chicago that he's supposed to be organizing? Uh, that should have disqualified him off the rip. <laughs> we should have looked at the fruit and like, oh no, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, people overcomplicate things. They really shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Let me read some super chats real fast. Um. Oh, where am I? Where am I? Where's my stage? Mo is. Uh, some of the best leaders never want to be. The, okay. Uh, Mo, isn't your idea? Uh, we're in a school of fish. Respect. Okay. Uh, Spivey says, respect. Mo always has facts. 100. I'll share the link to the channel. Yeah, please do. Can Try- I stop you right there? Okay. Spivey gave me my first donation ever. Wow. I want to show her respect. Always. Wow. Yeah. You, you know, you, I always say this. When you're building a brand, remember that first legit supporter. They are the most important. Because that's that was the first brick that laid the foundation of your board. Um, shout out to Spivey, that's love. Shout out to Sketch Therapy. He's been plugging your channel. Um, my moderators are really great. Um, they always plug our guests. Um, shout out to Sketch Therapy, shout out to Kent Thoreau holding me down as the moderator. Um, Confucia said, uh, what about the Black Wall Street mass- massacre? How do we get reparations for that? Mofac. Who are they the lineage of? Let's go back to the root. 
Okay. Go back to the root, and you, you, I'm sure you will um, mm. repair those people as well. Okay. Um, DW Twin for saying net zero lateral move, Hotep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sir Baba Hotep, he said the best leaders build people, not organization. Indeed. Uh, at Hotep Nation, that's what we focus on. Um, I've had two people within the past few weeks come and say, I want to help you build Hotep Nation. But this has happened during conversations where they've asked me for mentorship with their own business and their own personal life, to which I responded and said, don't worry about Hotep Nation. Hotep Nation is automated. It's going to be built on its own. It is an inevitable empire rising that uh, quickly. Uh, so focus on yourself. You know, you are no good to Hotep Nation until you and yourself and your life is automated. So I agree with that. Uh, Chad Lemoyne, when you have true organic leadership, the BS leaders that are forced on us have a much harder time without the iron fist eventually uh, come. Uh, without the iron fist eventually comes. Thank you, Chad. Um, Halima, she said, last one. Here's the core for generational wealth. Land, land, land. This must be in reparation. Trump's tax-free Trump's tax-free status. Stay blessed. What do you think about that? As reparations, do you agree that asking for land trumps uh, tax-free status and monetary value? We're not in an agricultural uh, uh, situation anymore. The equivalent to land now is cyberspace. Uh, and the reason why I say that is if you can build online, <laughs> it's kind of like people having farms back in the day. You can produce from there. I can tell you're not in tech because that's a very ignorant. Why you say that? You need land to build tech. For, no, I understand what you said. For I, example, I for example, Bitcoin runs off of uh, I, I get that. Of mining I, yeah, and, and I, servers, I, I get that. and it's no. massive land that they build these headquarters right. and well, things. When we see, see when people say it, land, they're talking about land to build a house on or to farm and those kind of things. No, I, she didn't. She she didn't. She didn't. Halima is a very intelligent woman, okay, and I when did, she I, says I, land, she's talking about for all purposes. I don't believe she's talking about just for agricultural purposes. Although yeah. I do disagree with your minimization of the importance of agriculture. No, no, I'm not saying it's not important. What I'm saying is that's the equivalent to today is being able to have space on, on cyberspace. And this is just my opinion, because <clears throat> a lot of times people who are having good businesses, they don't understand the internet. They don't understand how to use the internet. They don't understand how to do a website. They don't understand how to do the SEO. Yes. They don't understand. That's why. That's why I'm equating that to money. If, I'm not saying if, one or the other, but if, if I was going to start a business and you give me an acre of land, or you give me a, just equate that to an acre on cyberspace. I I if somebody came to me and said, Hotep Jesus, should I buy a website or chicken? Mm -hmm. I would tell them buy chicken. And you're going to lay eggs. And then how are you going to sell them? How are you going to advertise? Uh, the, you're not, you see, see that that's you, you've, you've come to, to the point where you think that, uh, we need to sell these items. It's not to sell it's for self sustainability. So you're not dependent on somebody else. We talk about no, the system of, uh, capitalism and needing yeah. money, but if everything 
is provided on your land, you don't need cyberspace. You don't need a website. You don't need none of that. I got my food right here. I got my woman right here. Fuck the internet. That's the dream. I think, I think you, do you know I how many people do you know how many people in Silicon Valley get into mm -hmm. tech just to retire on a farm? No, I agree with you. No, my business partner, my business partner, Danny, uh -huh. he, he's he's a co-founder at Wazo. He says, bro, mm -hmm. I just want to grow this company so I can get my farm and clock out of this system. He wants a farm, bro. Uh, after he's made success at business, what I'm saying to you is a lot of our people have great ideas, but they can't give it to the masses. Why? Because they're on a 99 page on Google. <laughs> they can't yeah. get any traction on social media. That's why I said cyber stuff. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in tech, so I understand the point. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. If, but if you, two, if, you, if, you, if you gave me the option, said, yeah. Otep Jesus, would you like land or a website? Say, give me the land. You, you, that's a false equivalency, though. Okay, you're right. It's hard to compare the two. Say if you say, okay, a website on the front page of Google or land. Land. Even in your field, if you can get on the first page of Google. OTEP Nations was on the first page of Google before it went down. I'm still choosing. Wow. Well, I, I, I think we have to disagree on that one. And I own land. No, I do too. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. What I'm yeah. just saying is that for our people. I, I look at one as one being closer to freedom. I think land is. I, I would agree with that. If, if, if you can monetize it. I don't want to monetize For me, my family. I get my land. I, I'm, I'm off the grid. And fuck the world. It's me, my family, and that's it. We got our chickens. Okay, so we got our chickens. We got, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, our, our machines that uh, handle the land automatically. I could hire somebody to come, come work on my farm, a couple of servants, peasants, or whatever you want to call them, minimum wage workers. But uh, I, think you, I think you're so in depth with tech, you don't understand what it's like being on the outside. And I'm just, that's an ignorant statement, but let me explain to you what I'm saying. Okay. I live in rural Virginia. I have to use broadband. Mm. Uh, I have a but, uh, uh, budding podcast. There's certain ceilings I'm going to hit in promotion. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, now, okay, you give me the front page on Google, you give me the internet to every kid. Uh, every ADOS kid, that kind of thing, that opens up the world to them. Instead of sticking them on a couple acres of land and that closes them off from the world, and the world's going to continue on. <laughs> the world now, I understand what you're saying about freedom, and because I, I, I actually agree with you on that standpoint. My my dream was always to own a land with a fish pond and enough, you know, saying enough land where I can grow my own food and sustain and those kind of things. Have you ever heard of Rajneesh? No. Uh, Rajneesh, great documentary called Wild Wild Country uh, on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there. But uh, Rajneesh is this wealthy Indian guy who starts, some people would call it a sex cult. I don't know. I don't want to diminish his great gains. Um, uh, today, you can find a book called Osha, 
Uh, that's some of his work. But uh, Rajneesh takes his wealth and he goes out to Oregon. He uh, imports people from homeless people. He imports homeless people from Washington, D.C. and San Francisco and buses them into Oregon. He, he purchases this land in Oregon. And the population of this land was probably no more than 50. And uh, he imports people and makes them residents. So naturally, uh, he takes over the town because he wins the election because all the people are riding with him. Right. Uh, on this land, they become self-sustainable. Uh, they are making their own food. They are making their own clothes. You are allowed one beer a day, which they uh, 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 brew on the land. And they had an airport. So when I think about what I would prefer, I'm looking at the example of Rajneesh. For example, Kanye. When we look at Kanye. I was just about to go there. I was just about to glad you did that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go there. Go ahead. You, you got the floor. No, because Kanye has both, right? Right. He has the appeal that's global. Yeah. And he has the land. Now, which one benefits him more? His global status and his able his ability to basically control media every time he opens his mouth mm -hmm. or what he can produce on this land. Because he can make all the sneakers that he wants, but if the Yeezy commercials and every time he drops in online and those kind of things, mm -hmm. it's not gonna and that's just where we are right now. And well, I think that's the real I think that's what really has shown I think how I think poor black people are, so called black people are, because we're getting left behind because we don't understand the internet. I mean, we just don't understand it. Now we mastered it. That's the crazy thing about it. We've taken Twitter, social media, and shown them how to do it. I'm pretty sure the first step would probably taken by a black person. If I had to, if I had to speculate, I'm, 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 that's a gist, but I'm just saying, look at look at your uh, gifts or GIF, how you want to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. GIF. GIF. How many, what percentage of those are black people? Of GIFs? Yes. A whole lot. I don't know what percentage, but it's a whole lot. It, it's far over-represents what we represent in this country, right? Yes. At, at 13%. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. If we could understand how to master our own narrative, if you could build a black Facebook and we could communicate ideas like yours freely and ideas like mine freely, I think that's far more fruitful. Than, than land. Now I'm not poo-pooing land, I'm not saying land is not necessary. I'm just saying that in the world we live in today, where the mind control mechanism that we all carry in our pocket called a phone. Why do you think having a black social network is really important? Because then we can speak, we can speak freely. Then we can speak freely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hotel, you know like I know. Before you, before you press sin, <laughs> it's it's not it's not about black though. It's it's really. I'm afraid if if I say yo white man bad, I could send that all day, right? Mm -hmm. If I say mm -hmm. white supremacy, I could I could talk shit about white people all day. Mm -hmm. It's other conversations that black people are not having, which are actually banned from the platform. That's what I'm saying to you. It's not the saying. No, I'm not saying. So I'm it's not a race issue. I'm saying, and, and no, it is. What it's no, it's actually, is, it's, it's a, it's a, 
American and global issue that people can't talk about things like vaccines or treatments uh, for uh, COVID. For example, we had those doctors that came out and they co-signed HCQ, right? That's not a black issue. That is a worldwide issue. Other nations were using HCQ and America won't. But if you mention HCQ on Twitter, you face the possibility to be banned. No, but what I'm saying to you is, okay. our number one problem that we deal with is the slave mind. Okay. I keep saying that. And if we could be honest with ourselves and say, like if you if you put on if you got on Twitter and said, pull up your pants, you're gonna get canceled. Or they're gonna try to cancel you. Yes. Like you said, you can say white man all bad all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if we can say, okay, nobody's looking, what are our real problems? See, we we're, we're so proud of that black pride is a very dangerous thing because they told us what to be proud of. Oh, uh, to be able to jump, rap. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, make good love. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like those things. This, this is what this is what you can be good at, Negro. Yeah. Now if we can sit here and say amongst ourselves, that you know what, that ain't the lick. Mm. You have more people because when you get black men in a room, mm. this is a real phenomenon. The conversation gets real conservative real fast. Mm-hmm. When you can let your guard down and say, you know what, <laughs> that's some that's some BS. Mm. But my opposition online isn't white people, it's black people. That's my point. Okay. Because they're carrying out what a black person should say to you. Right. For the masses to see. Yes. But if you had them in a room with a closed door and you want to push the, the foolishness that they want to push, then they will be shouted down. Mm, no, nah, actually, the most effective way is to hand them literature and let them think on their own. That's the most Bro, effective people way. People ain't reading nowadays. I'm a realist. All right. All right. <laughs> let me, let me, let me back, let me back up real fast. Do the mean babies. Cause you, you kind of derailed what I said, right? Uh-huh. You, you, you kind of ignored what I just said. What I said is the easiest way to persuade someone is not mm-hmm. to grab a bunch of people in the room. It's mm-hmm. to hand them some literature and let them read it on their own. Now, whether they read or not is another separate conversation. But when you have people in groups, it's much harder to persuade them if they are against you. It's real easy to persuade groups of people um, as opposed to, for example, let's say I had one individual uh, who was anti-Trump, right? Mm -hmm. And I brought him into a room full of people who looked just like him that were pro-Trump. I could convince him to join us. Now, if I did the opposite, and there was a bunch of people that didn't agree with him, and I was that one guy, I'm not getting through to him. But if I wrote some great literature and said to the people, take this home and read it, the individuals that read it are more likely to be swayed than me talking to them because the argument is here in the mind. This is this is actually um, a, a psychological fact. I study psychology as a hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's really about putting out great literature. This is why I write books. I have a new book coming out soon. 
going to sway a lot of minds. Um, for example, you can tweet something, um, but when uh, Michael Malice releases the new right, you see people like, oh my God, he changed my mind about so many things. But had he said it in his speech, they'd be like, ah, oh, shut up. The problem is when you're sitting down and you're alone and you're reading this stuff, there's no societal pressure. It's just you and you, and you have to sit there and look at the facts. And that's really how you uh, persuade people. The reason why I push back against that and, and you and on a, on an intellectual mm-hmm. in an intellectual form, you're correct. Mm-hmm. But everybody's not an intellectual. Most people are not intellectual. And the way you reach them, this is why newspaper came over headlines. This is why wink means rule. This is why hashtags rule. Mm. It's all about how you catch their attention. Yes. And if we can have a space where we can really say hashtag pull up your pants mm. and then show the truth behind what that leads to. I'm just using an example. I'm not saying it's mm. literally pull up your pants, mm. but that's like a hot button issue. Mm. Then people will start to say, you know what? They are right. Mm. Because that's what happened. That's what happened with the whole black, you know, the whole black right that's emerging right now. Mm-hmm. Is because they found okay, this is a little enclave over here. They found some facts here. that they didn't know about before. True, true facts, but how in what form did they find them? In right. tweets. <laughs> well, well, no, 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 no. The tweets might have been the spark. But really what yeah. it is is you have to remember it's the aloneness, right? Mm-hmm. You say people don't read. Well, if people don't read, how are they on Twitter? That's a contradiction. They, people read. You people just literature. don't. You said people don't read. Right? Not now, 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 you can give people literature in different forms. Literature okay, comes in audio books. Literature comes in audio books. I can hand you. you a documentary. I can give you a five. I had a friend come over. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, when he came here, he was so anti-Trump. I played 15 minutes of Malcolm X and he left. He was like, you know what? I'm not so anti-Trump anymore, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be literature, but you have to give them some piece of media to contemplate in their alone time. And that's how people are getting red-pilled. It's in their alone time and not when they're pressured by the society or the larger group. And I agree with you because I, when you say literature, I'm thinking in literal terms, literature, like a book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that, that I mean, was, that was what I was referring to, but it doesn't have to be that medium. But you asked me why, why social media would be important to us, because when those positive hashtags can thrive, mm. uh, when those positive memes can thrive, mm-hmm. when we can um, really show the true pictures of what's going on, yeah, that's when you change people's minds. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think I think my argument was if we look at do if let's say we had the option, do you want black land mm-hmm. or a black social media network? I'd be like, give me some black land. Give me some or ADOS land. Give me some land for ADOS. You can keep mm-hmm. that fucking social network. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And this Let is from somebody, this is from somebody who knows I wrote a book that teaches people how to use social media to manipulate popular opinion. 
I am an expert in persuasion and marketing and advertising. Uh-huh. So I, I understand the power of social media, but I also understand its limitations too. What were you going to ask me? In this world, it's unlimited. And why, why did all the founder fathers have newspapers, the most of them? Uh, it's the same reason. You control the narrative. Yes. How does the narrative circulate about black inferiority? So, so, that, so that's the argument you were talking about, where I said you need yeah. to pass people literature, right? Right. But I'm, what I'm saying is that the, the equivalent to that, the newspaper today is social media. The equivalent to t- the TV in the 1940s and 50s is social media. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. And, okay. and then, but, but, but the problem is the internet is infinite. As many servers you can build, you can have you know, a cyberspace. The problem is what portion of cyberspace do you actually control? How, how many how many black publications have cyberspace? None. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you, if you narrative is narrative is our biggest problem because narrative pushes the slave mind, bro. I mean, we just gotta yeah. we gotta own that that we have to, and that's what on the MoFact show with Adam Curry. That's what we do. We hold a mirror up to the narrative. Yeah. And say, look, this is what they're saying. This is no, this is the mind trick they're playing on you. Mm-hmm. And this is how they're contradicting themselves over here. Mm. And in three hours, we're able to tear down. And I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, yeah. but I have people emailing, so you have the same thing, email and text you and say, you know what? I'm from this persuasion of politics, yeah. but the case you made in those three hours swayed me over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think really what's going to sway people is bravery. Um, standing up, standing funny. up, standing up to the mob. Go ahead. It's funny you say that because uh, Mr. Curry was trying to make the same case yesterday on, on No Agenda, and uh-huh. I think everybody gets to that point of like, you know what? It's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing now. Because because um, if we look at if we look at the civil war happening between the black conservatives. It wholly has to be credited to the hoteps. We were the ones that gave them the bravery to say, and Sonny Johnson, to say the rhetoric coming from the Candace Owens of the world is not correct. That's not the way black conservative needs to move forward. Right? But, but But it took somebody, because these people were in the pockets of TPUSA. TPUSA was paying for their flights, their bus trips, their hotels, and bringing to these nice events. And many of them didn't have the bravery because they wanted that lifestyle. But when they saw Hotep Jesus say, I don't give a fuck about that shit. When they saw Sonny Johnson say, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I care about the black nation. Then all of a sudden, these people started coming out in droves and started rebelling. And now you have this new so-called conscious black conservative that's coming out. That comes from the bravery. When you had, um, before that, uh, and many of uh, people weren't standing up to the feminists, they weren't standing up to LGBT, they weren't standing up to Black Lives Matter. This is before Trump. We were standing up to Black Lives Matter, and we put the battery in the back and a lot of people's backs that said, I'm glad you're here, I'm glad you're speaking up, and we create a space. So it's the bravery that's going to create a space to say, you don't have to follow, because the thing about brainwashing is, and the thing about narratives is, I love that you talk about narrative, mm-hmm. is the fact that it's fear 
of ostracization from the group. And you know the greatest that keeps tool people that? trapped. You know uh-huh. the greatest tool against ostracization? Yeah. Family. Bro, you can't cancel me. <laughs> because I'm still a dad. I'm still a husband. I'm still a son. I'm still a brother. I'm still a cousin. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't yeah. cancel me. What you gonna do? You gonna take me off the internet? You gonna cancel but my But then Twitter people account? are still afraid at school. Because they're, still they're afraid isolated. They're ah, isolated. Yeah, yeah. Because the group now dictates things. You, for example, have that fear, which is why you can't show your face, which I respect. I'm not, I'm, that's no shots. Let right, me just no, be clear, there's no shots. Let me, let, no, let me explain to you why, though. That's the only way you can affect me because then you affect how my family looks at me because the way I provide for them. Mm. That's the linchpin, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But other than counseling and more facts, Bro, I don't give a rat's ass. Mm. I'm just being honest with you about, about because of what I say. And what I say, I speak from the heart 100%. Mm. This ain't no narrative. Mm. This ain't no, this ain't no, you know what I mean? No. Because but I it's know the, what it's works. The, it's, 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 it's the bravery. Right, let's, let's, let me just read the super chats. Um, mm-hmm. Acoustic theory, what is needed is effective self-leadership. I totally agree. Uh, different yeah. from anarchy, self-leadership leads a group to pursue a common goal from recognizing his value. Love that. Acoustic Theory also said, the worst thing a leader can do is try to undermine the self-leadership of the individual. Yes, a lot of leaders, I think that's the difference between a leader and a gatekeeper. Um, you know, a leader wants you to be self-sustainable, wants you to be autonomous, whereas these gatekeepers want you to be dependent. Uh, he said, uh, teamwork begins with the commitment of the individual. Big Elvis to Chef Rosenberg. $50 super chat. Thank you, man. You are a big Elvis. Uh, he said, uh, I'd like to share this on all platforms, including my YouTube channels, community page, hand down the best, squeezing the juice I've heard in, in, uh, in years. Thank you. Thank you, Big Elvis. Um, share, share, share. Uh, Sir Baba Hotep, good leaders, Mo. I'm going to send you a The Kingdom of God is Within You by Leo Tolstoy. Uh, Tolstoy. Uh, his, brave, his brand of anarchy will resonate with you. Um, Craig Gilbo Jr. said, uh, 5% of people think, 10% of people, uh, think they think, and 85% of people will die before they think. I agree, Mo. <laughs> That's totally on point. Um, Alima, why does Mo want to start a business in real estate? Mm. You, I got yeah, she got you there. <laughs> you, I think you do understand the power of, uh, of land. Um, Sir Bubba Hotep, uh, what are both of your opinions on Fela Kuti? Um, first, let me Google. I recognize the name. I don't remember. Why you do that? Can I can I say something? Yeah. Why you do that? Yeah. Um, one, the real estate thing. Of course, you gotta have some real estate to your, your, your profile. And I'm not saying I'm anti-land, anti-real estate. I'm just saying in the world that we live in. Controlling the narrative is the most powerful thing to unlocking the slave mind. And that's why you see Twitter and Facebook put all their put everything on the line to keep certain stories out of off their platform. Because mm. they understand if we let this on our platform, there goes the election, period. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So that's why I I'm, I'm just saying, because my my goal You know what's funny about that? Yeah. When you say create your own social network 
and and why I think it's fruitless. Uh, a, a, a white man, a European, Caucasian, by the name of Andrew Torba, uh, created a social network because of the censorship. It's called Gab. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a place for conservatives to have a so-called safe space. Mm-hmm. And you know what the establishment did? The establishment banned him from all the platforms. They banned his app from the Apple Store, Google Play Store, Stripe, PayPal, right? You name it. They, they, were, they had the power to ban his social network. In fact, the server that his social network lived on removed him. He had to go to some, I forget who he went to, but for some, some way, somehow, he was able to move it to some independent server. So when you talk about social networks, I'm like, how do you control your social network when they can just cut your ass off anytime? Second point, I'm, second point I'm going to make, second point I'm going to make right, is, right. let's say you create your, your social network. You know what else they did to Andrew Torba? They created two competing social networks. One of them called Parler, which is an establishment uh, mind control platform uh, to monitor white conservatives and to create groupthink out of white conservatives and the conservative movement. And then they created another one called uh, Locals. So he created this network as an independent man that was funded by the people. He raised over a million dollars funded by the people. Mastodon, thank you. Funded by the people. And the establishment being so strong, not only removed him from the app stores, removed all the payment gateways, removed him from being able to host his information on that server, then created competing networks. You know what people can't do? Come take your land. That's what they can't. You want to bet? (laughs) Ask black people in the South. You got to kill you, though, right? No, they don't have to kill you. Okay. It's called domain. That is, that, that, is that, that is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. They can but declare no, eminent domain. They did it to a farmer uh, out here in New Jersey. The farmer no, had to spot. They did it to my friend's family. Yes. I'm not talking in a bubble. Yeah. Let me, let me be clear. I didn't say we needed only a cyber, uh, only a social network. I said we need cyber space that would include servers. That would I feel like I feel like that's the lowest of priority. I don't. But I see what this, this the all greatest about, of the greatest of priorities right. is the accumulation of financial resources and intellectual power. You don't think that would be on that black social network? No, social networks. So, you're talking to somebody. You're talking to somebody who understands social networks better than anybody, and you guys are overvaluing the power of social networks. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that social network will be the outfit of your Kanye and your LeBron James and your all the other athletes and select celebrities. And you know the difference you between between uh, losing. You, I mean, the, the, you know the difference between losing your 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 your, your land to in, eminent domain and losing your services. When you lose your land to eminent domain, at least they compensate you. <laughs> at their at that at their at their uh, estimation. But at least you get some compensation. True. When well, they ban saying, you from the internet, you get zero compensation. I think I heard you bring this up before, and you were talking about how when YouTube put the, put the script on the algorithms, right? Yes. 
that silenced a lot of people or either made them adjust their their uh message right yeah if you could let whatever the momentum were and this was really back in 2014 2015 when that was when the the counter narrative was burgeoning uh-huh. and you could your suggestion was lit you know, I mean, you would get a Hotep Jesus and a Chronicle of Judah and I mean, all these different people that would push positive narrative. Yeah. And they said, no. Mm-hmm. That lets you know what's important to them. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever is important to them needs to be important to us. Mm-hmm. They ain't saying, nigga, you can't buy no land. Excuse me. But they ain't saying you can't buy no land. Right. You got the money, you can buy land, but they say, oh no, on this platform, shut them down. Yes, with a, with a tap of a button. With a tap, so that lets you know where their weak spot is. That's interesting. They are very That's fearful. They're very, yes, they are very fearful <laughs> of our ability to manipulate the platforms, which is why I say, you know, it's like abandoning Twitter to go to your own platform is exactly what they want. That's that's they, what they want you to do. They want you exactly, to leave. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. then, because then they can control the narrative for the masses. The truth is, Hoteps know how to use their the enemy's platform and red pill people using coded language. That's more powerful than trying to get than letting them run you off so you can stay in this little bubble where nobody even hears from hears of you. And that takes what intelligence yes to say how do i navigate these waters mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna lay i'm gonna give you the alley you gotta poop at home mm-hmm. you gotta do your own homework you know i'm just gonna lay this out here for you okay it's like breadcrumbs yeah i can't you know i can't give you the whole loaf here here follow these breadcrumbs it'll get you where you need to go mm. but the fact when they start shutting these names down mm-hmm. That lets you know then, oh, this is your weak spot. Mm. Oh, when Kanye starts to talk, you call him crazy. Oh, that's your weak spot. Yes. So that's what I'm saying about narrative. If we can control the narrative, and you know where we go when we live, how tell you know that? Yes. Wherever we go, and that goes back to bring this conversation full circle. When you talk about Nike, mm. Nike is nothing without a Michael Jordan. Yes. Let's just keep it honest here. Oh. It's something about the American Western Hemisphere Negro mm. that's so appealing mm. to the world. Mm-hmm. Whatever we say, it, 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 it ventures. I mean, I don't understand it. I it, don't it, understand it fully. And, and Obama tapped into that power. Mm. And that's why he's useless now once he was figured out not to be one of us. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody let the air out of a balloon. Yeah. With the quickness, it's something about us. It's like, wow, they made it through. They made it through the struggle, you know. Yeah. And they, you know, it's the struggle. That's what we all talk about—the struggle, the struggle. struggle. <laughs> when you, when you saying when you made it from the bottom, that's what Drake said. Now yeah. Drake ain't never seen the bottom. <laughs> but what he had to do, what all rappers have to do, identify with the bottom and who's the bottom? Us. Yeah. They say it, and they say it right in the songs. Mm. You, you, you know, you you speak of this black social network, right? And you speak of this ADOS and and earlier in this thing, I said, I'm a black supremacist, right? I said, I believe in black supremacy, which was partly a joke. But you know what I think is 
the big power move for black people. The big power move for black people is holding hands with white people. Uh, working with white people, so-called white people. Mm-hmm. That is the power move. Because the enemy is not white supremacy. The enemy is the state. Agree, disagree? You, you, they're not the same? I don't believe they're synonymous. No, because see that we got to go back and look at what white supremacy is again. We're not talking about race. Uh-huh. We're talking about power. Uh-huh. Who holds all the power? The state. It, it ain't white people. You don't think so? No, it's not. So-called white people, they ain't, no. Who owns the politicians? Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street ain't white people. You don't think so? It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. But I don't see a distinction. I don't see a distinction. White people, white people, so-called white people were the first slaves on this land. I, I, I know this. Mm, under our monetary system, under right, the state, then, under that thing they call the Constitution. Right, but then they were elevated over black to be the mudseer. To divide. That was the divide and conquer tactic. Exactly. So if we, if we can make atonement, see, this is See, I told the you atonement isn't with, isn't with white people though. It's no, with those is, large corporations who were not if, created by so-called white people. But if you make the atonement, then there's no rift between the atonement isn't from white people though. No, listen to what I'm saying. Okay. If you make atonement, then there's not a rift between a white man and a black man on the same social economic status. Who's got to make the atonement? The government. But the government ain't white people. Uh, I, I see what you're saying there, but that's like saying we live in a we live in a we live in a corporatocracy. I know this. Okay. Oh, I said we're not we don't live in a corporate. What I mean, co- uh, the United uh, States government? Society. Who who who? I'm not even gonna say who. I'm not even gonna form this question. The United States right. government is mm-hmm. owned by the twelve bank. Right. I don't want to say it here because of keywords. It's owned by the that. twelve banks. But this distinction you're making is so like our government, is our government, black. our government ain't free. So if our government ain't free, our money ain't free. How can you seek freedom through a system that ain't free? That's your only two choice. You only got two choices. If the government ain't free, how can you find freedom from the government? The government can't grant freedom if it can't grant itself freedom. Right, but you just said what freedom was. Now, how do you say living in your own space? Autonomy. Freedom. Right, autonomy. autonomy right? Yeah, off the grid. So I don't need your I'm... system. I don't need your right. fiat money. I got my but chickens. I... I got my corn. I'm good. Fuck y'all. But don't that just put us back where we came from before the early 1900s? What is wrong with that? Nothing. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. I told you I live in rural Virginia. Yeah. I go outside. I don't watch television. Yeah, I there was not. There was. I watch the trees and the buds. Some some trees. people think some people think because we have Wi-Fi and computers that somehow uh, civilization has evolved. But no, these things were an example of de-evolution. This is a, a, a backwards move. You I see. Agree you. you see when when people have to die to get an iPhone, when people have to die and be beaten and be enslaved for a pair of sneakers, that is not civilized. That is not civilization. 
if you got to go and enslave little black kids to go pull coltan out of a mine to build your chip that's not civilization you have that's uncivilized you have no argument out of me so when so when they say so when they say the people on this land who just lived off of the land were uncivilized and were savage that makes no sense i feel like that is civilized i'll give up all this internet shit right now to go back to before all of this shit if it means that people don't have to suffer for an iphone or whatever can i make this one point yes when you go to third world countries right Uh uh-huh when they don't have wi-fi television all these things yeah you know you know i'm talking about the real the tribes is, you know, yeah, pushed know. back into the you're saying, into the bush. Yeah. What are they, what are they always doing when you see them? Smiling. Exactly. They happy. They don't have no mental health issues, no anxiety. Every exactly. day is a good day. That's because civilized. You know why? They're spending time all their day with their son. Right. Passing down. Mm-hmm. Living what off of the... What it for him to survive. What are they living son off of? Off the land. Boom. That's all you need, bro. God but gave if, us everything. Bro, but if you put these indoctrinated people straight on land, <laughs> hotel, you know like I know. <laughs> you know like I they're still gonna be banging. <laughs> That's why I said we had to do these things in steps. We first of all we gotta break right. them out of this spell. Yeah. And to do that, we had to fight fire with fire. And the fire fire they're fighting with, the, like the um, I keep forgetting the name of the Netflix special they had on social media, uh-huh. the social dilemma. Excuse me. Okay. Yes. 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 If we can counteract that, because where do you think all these behaviors come from? Mm. Chief Keith, mm. he birthed a whole generation of of Shirakians that ain't even from Chicago. Our only fan is the stroll now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is what contributed to the degradation and 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 the subjugation of our people. Yeah. So we had to create a space in the place that they live. They don't live on land. They live in a two three hundred foot square apartment on a block that ain't seen vegetation since he was in the early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> They live in that bubble. Yes. So we got to reach them there. Mm-hmm. We got to mm-hmm. reach, and I know this for instance, because when my cousin used to come out, see, and I have a, I have a uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. I've always lived in the South. I've never lived in a city. Mm-hmm. Maybe a small country city. I mean, like, uh, I grew up in Durham. I mean, I lived in Durham for um, the majority of my life. Which is, you know what I'm saying, a small country city. Mm-hmm. I call it that. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand urban problems. Okay. When my family used to come down, they're like, oh, it's too slow. Yeah. I got to get back. You know, got to get popping. You know, you know. Yeah. It's like, bro. So we ought to reach those kids there. And really, really that's what we need to really be going at is the kids. And we got to show them yes. how to master these, the narrative and understand you don't have to be. And like I said, I'm not preaching from the pulpit of oh i know all this i went through that mm. i had a slave mom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i had if you stepped on my shoes it's gonna be a problem mm-hmm. me too you ruined my whole week me too 
So what I'm saying is a lot of times when people become intellectual, <laughs> and that's what Ma- Malcolm used to say. Mm-hmm. He said, all these civil rights leaders don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. In his autobiography, he said, you know, one of the guys came up to him, hey, daddy, oh, you're saying all the job, like, sit down, talk to him. He knew exactly what he was saying. Mm. Civil rights leaders had no clue what he was talking about. Mm. So we can't get above and like, oh, we're really better than them. Oh, you know, oh, how you, uh, how you how you living like that? No, bro, you have to empathize. And one of the things I hate the most is this kooky and Ray Ray, these narratives that black people push, mm-hmm. not white people, mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, the gender war or the generational war, boomers against, you know, millennials mm. in the black community, mm-hmm. or the black man against the black woman. Mm-hmm. These are all narratives created by the system of white supremacy that keep us divided. It's how the devil do. The devil said, I got to top the strong man before I can plunder the house. They keep us so occupied with our children and our women that we don't even have no time to sit down and deal with each other like this on a, on a frequent basis. Mm. I think if we look behind the curtain, we wouldn't find so-called white people. We'd probably find some alien race pulling the strings behind the society. Um, Chad Lemoyne, oh. 499 <laughs> Super Chat. <laughs> he said, uh, social networks, 80% jokes and people flexing personal business to argue with no hope of con- uh, conversion. The deep conversations of value are minimal. Uh, Chad Lemoyne, he said, if you get money from the U.S. government, They'll just devalue it and bring you right back where you are. That's why land, metals, and tax exempt is the way. I totally get it. I totally agree. Like, I don't want no money in reparation. Don't give me that shit. But I don't hear nobody turn down that Trump check when it comes for the stimulus. You say you don't hear nobody turn that down? Yeah, I ain't heard nobody say, you know what, I'm sending this back to the government. <laughs> I don't want none of your fear out currency. Nah, we ain't turning down free money. You'd be stupid. Thank That's stupid. You. So why would I be stupid? Do I have a legal claim against? I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that's the difference between being a group and being an individual, right? As an individual, you're like, I ain't turning this money away. But as a group, if you say, hey, we are accepting this money, then the powers that be can say, oh, we just handed out a bag, devalue currency, and then you're gonna be back at square one. See, an individual, that little punk ass twelve hundred dollars, that ain't shit. Mm-hmm. That ain't shit. It was twelve hundred dollars to that shit wasn't shit. And and I got I got spoke to somebody the other night on my channel, uh, owns a club in Las Vegas, and he said uh, things dried up right after that stimulus money dried up. So we know where that money went, right? Went right back to Gucci as a euphemism for uh, a foolish spending. It went, it went to make it rain. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Not right. Right. So yeah. that's why it's, it's just it's just that that is not what we should be asking. We need. Why would you? I need, why I need my 48. Let me ask this question, though. Why would you ask for something that you're old, though? Because you cannot like you cannot program. you cannot put a dollar value on what we've went through in this country. That's a diss to our answer. They, nobody ever said that to any other group ever. Nobody said that to any other group ever, ever. All right. Let's let's walk through that. Let's walk through that. You know what some of these other groups got? What? <laughs> White folks got the Homestead Act. Uh huh. Nobody said that was a bad idea, did they? No. Oh. Oh. So I think your 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 issue is receiving fiat currency. Is that what you're saying? Correct. The payment. 
Yes. I, look, I have no argument on what the payment is. I'm just saying it's due. I think that's a cash fool. credit card. Look, cash credit card. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you want to pay. But, uh, you, but you can't put, you know, if, put it like this. If we put a dollar value on it, it would have mm -hmm. to be a lifetime stipend. You couldn't say, hey, here's it. Here's, here's the dollar amount we're going to give you. And that's it. Because you can't come back for more. That's the problem with reparations. They're going to cut your ass a check and you ain't going to be able to come back for more. If good. you put a dollar good. amount, no, if you put a dollar amount on reparations, mm -hmm. it has to be perpetual. Like no, the, okay, that, you, be, you, be I'm going to show you that'd how you contradicted divisive. yourself because you no, brought no. up, you brought up other people who have problems. Other mm -hmm. people who were wronged by this nation receive reparations in perpetuity, not only in Germany, but in America. Every right. year they get sent money. So how is it black people asking for one lump sum payment and other coaches are smart enough to get some every year? Because what they're not we dumb. We uh, dumb. Oh, we dumb enough oh, to take a one time yeah. payment. Uh, look, other I coaches agree. is getting it in perpetuity. Hold on. But what I'm saying to you is we don't. Our problem is not their problem. Our problem is getting over the slave mind. We talk about, I thought time, we was talking about reparations. We are. Monetary value. That's the whole point. And of you the said, and you said, you said, you said, if we get the bag right. and we can't come back for more, you said right. good. Right. You know why? Because you know what? You got the bag. And when you fumble the bag, nobody feels sorry for somebody that fumbles the bag. What this is is symbolic. It's symbolic. You said it yourself. It's symbolic in the term of we're closing the slap chapter of the slave mind. Now let's move forward. The difference between us and the other people I think you're talking about is they didn't have the slave mind ever. They always kept a strong culture. That's the difference. We have to put a period on the I think slave you're, mind. But you're talking about uh, 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 intellectual, philo philosophical thing. I'm talking about the bag. Right. The bag cannot be a one-time payment. It has to be perpetual, just like the other group that you named. You said other groups got reparations, but right. their bag comes every year. We need ours perpetual, too. You cannot put a finite amount on struggle. You cannot put a finite amount on oppression. You cannot put a finite amount on being treated inhumane. But hotel, we arguing for two different points of view. We might be. We might be. Not me and you. I'm talking okay. about the two groups. Why? <laughs> because they're paying themselves. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> they're paying themselves. That's why it can be professional. We got to negotiate the best deal we can get so we can move forward. All I'm trying to do is put a nice bow on this thing so our people can say, you know what? Let's get over that hurdle and let's build now. I just. You, you just said they run the banks. So they paying themselves. They just keep it hundred. No, we're paying them. Well, I mean that I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the American saying, people we, are, are fitting that bill. They not we, they're pulling they are pulling the money out of thin air right. and handing us the bill. That's that's what we've seen the last what six months. You can't get, you got 500 billion for black people, but then you just pull two trillion out your, out your rear. I mean, that just lets you know, but what I'm saying is this, 
okay, we can do it, you know, one one of a few different ways. We can do it, you know, piecemeal, we can do lump sum, or you you trying to do perpetual, which I just don't think perpetual is feasible. I just don't, I don't think, I'm not saying that's not the right thing to do. I don't think that's feasible. So what we have to do is in the court of law, they say, okay, what was the damages? Okay, this yeah. is the damages, let's pay it out. Uh, maybe they had to pay it out. Now you're saying they do the, what the, um, when they do the, the payments every, you know, year. Every year. Like yeah. Every year the money gets sent to their homeland. Right. Germany just coughed up another, another, uh, another check. Right. But look at the narrative they have. They got the killerest narrative in the world. Their narrative is cold. They're just keeping a hundred here. Their narrative is so cold we can't even. They, they narrative is so cold we can't even say what, what who we talking about. That's how cold <laughs> their narrative is. So just, just keeping a hundred. We got to crawl. I think I think it ha- I think it, I think that has more to do with the fact that they own this platform that we're speaking. Literally, they created it. And what did I say? We they need are to have? the they are the CEO what, what, of it. They what, are the founder of it. And what did you say? What did I say we need to have? Our own social network. Okay. Great point. Great point. Great point. Great point. We both, we both but great but I don't I don't need a social network to talk about other people, right? Like that's that's just not what we need to do, right? Like. We could talk about some other shit. We could talk about building. We don't. We could. You know what I mean? We should. No, 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 no. These I'm conversations could happen about talking about entrepreneurship, like I do every Saturday. You know what right. I mean? Right. I'm not saying that. You know, we gonna crap on. What I'm saying is the freedom to express ourselves. Yeah. To in comparative form to say, yeah. X got this. Y needs to get this. Right. Because they went through. You know what I'm saying? It's the equal side between the two of them. Right. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. Where we at? Uh, Sir Bubba Hotep. Nah, you good. Um, my grandfather also said, buddy, buy land because they aren't going to make more of it. <laughs> Real talk. Uh, Dimas Aja, land. A 3D printer to build home. Um, that is true. You can do that. Uh, open field schools and grow my non-GMO tomatoes. Burn. That's another thing. GMOs, man. That's why we need land. Uh, be sure to avoid swamps, flood zones, etc. Uh, Amancio Ortega from Inditext. McDonald's land billionaire situation. Uh, Dimas Aja, uh, New York Treaty of 1516. First American treaty to divide Indians from blacks and turn blacks to workers. Indians got land. Word. Indians got land. They did get that land. They got our land, in fact. Because you you agree that we was the natives, right? A portion of us. My man. A portion of us. My man. But the problem is, when you go look at the land they own now, the same narrative troubles them. What do you have? What do you mean? Alcoholism, mm. disease, mm. bro. Because of a lack of culture. That and then isolation. They know how to freeze you out too. <laughs> Let's keep it one hundred. Mm-hmm. They know how to they know how to freeze you out, and if they ain't having casino, they'd be really bad off. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it one hundred here. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Right. Um, Mo, great yeah. conversation tonight, man. Man, I appreciate it. Y'all, I haven't, you know, challenged me on some things. I, now I got to go back and really actually think about some things. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm glad we had this conversation. Um, some people complained and said, oh, Deb Jesus, you're not interviewing him. You're not interviewing him. Um, you and, 
<laughs> Thank you for saying that. But I felt it was more important to have discourse, right? This back and forth to really understand the mind of MoFax. And that's really what this platform is about, is understanding the mind of my guests. And that's why people enjoy this platform, because I'm going to reveal to you exactly who these people are when they come on my platform. And I think tonight, people got a better understanding of MoFax, what he believes in, and, and, and why he believes in. Um, and for coming on my channel, I got to say thank you. Um, best wishes and best of luck to everything you do in your future. Is there anything or any message that you want to leave with the people before you go or, 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 you know, maybe you want to drop a, a shout outs or a message, whatever it is, take that time to do so. All right. First of all, I want to start, give a shout out to the first person that gave me a shot and that's star from star report. You know, if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be a mo facts because he gave me my first chance to voice my, my opinion and my narrative my perspective mm -hmm. to Mr. Adam Curry because I, I don't I didn't know that man from a can of paint. I'm serious. Mm. And he answered my email. Uh and from there is what we built what we have now. Um three, this is my family, my wife. Um she holds me down 100 percent And finally I would like to say this when you hear me speak, remember Joe the plumber? What's that from? A, a year, the guy they had from the, the campaign a year, years ago. No. Nah. Like, he's like Joe America, right? Okay. I look at myself as like Black Joe America. Okay. I don't represent any specific group or any specific narrative. I am a working Black man, and I want to give those like me in the silent majority a voice. Mm. Uh, that's why I'm not big on celebrity. Uh, I digest the narrative that they put out and I tell you how it hits. Um, so, and as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself. And you can find me at mofax.com. And hmm. I appreciate you, Hotel, for um, stimulating conversation and sharing your platform. Yeah, I mean, it's not often that I get to discourse with someone I disagree with, right? The majority of the guests that come on the platform is just like, I agree with everything you about to say. I'm just going to set you up for the home run. You know what I mean? And I feel as though if you're not speaking to people you disagree with, how do you expand your mind, right? And my mind has, ex has experienced expansion tonight thanks to this discourse. Um, I would love to have you back on again. Um, so you will come back on the platform in the future and we'll have some more discourse and you'll be more involved than I'll be more involved in, and we can give people, um, more of us. Uh, I think you're an important voice in the black community. I think you're an important voice for ADOS and I wish you the best of luck, man. I appreciate it, sir. You have a good night. Be blessed. Oh yeah. If you need anything from the Hoteps or Hotep Jesus, you let me know. I'm here for my people. I like your, I like your entrepreneurial spirit. So we might be talking about that as well. Hit me up, man. That's 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 my main thing. That's what I really, really do. So if you need any advice or you want to just pick my brain, you got my number. All right. Same, same here. And if you ever need me, you know what I'm saying, do anything, my schedule will always be clear for you, sir. My G. Bless up. Peace. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the illustrious. 
incomparable, ADOS representative, MoFax. Make sure y'all give him a follow, M-O-E-F-A-C-T-Z. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got a podcast with Adam Curry. Make sure y'all get in tune. All these voices are important. I would never want to um, tell people, oh, you should only listen to me. You should only listen to me. I would never want that. I think the best thing for people is to get all types of perspectives. That's how I became the man I am, because I listened to all types of perspectives. I listened to the Hebrew Israelites, the Moors, you name it. I listened to everybody, and I, and I picked a little bit from each group. I listened to the conservatives. I listened to the socialists. I listened to the communists, progressives. All of them. Now I listen to everybody and I, I, take, I take what I like and I leave the rest. So I think he offers a lot. He's got, um, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's very uh, historically adept. And um, I think you guys should plug in and listen to his podcast. I think it's a, a, another good source of information. Hit subscribe before you leave. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my schedule. I do this every show. Um, where is it now? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Okay. We have Cooley Bravo. Cooley Bravo is a gang member, a gang member from Chicago. So when we talk about gang violence, that's next Friday. This schedule could fill up any day now. I might plug in somebody in Monday, Tuesday. On the 30th, I got Kaba Kamene coming on. We're going to talk uh, solar energy. He's got a presentation that's going to be great. Uh, and I got Liza Blue coming in. She's going to be talking uh, child exploitation, child sexual exploitation, and um, human trafficking. That's going to be November 6th. Uh, this is uh, Sharp Conversations with Hotep Jesus. And you can uh, listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and get plugged in with us there. Make sure you uh, subscribe on your favorite platform. Not only here, but Apple and Spotify. And if you can, leave a review. Leave a positive review. Write a nice review. Um, and I'd appreciate that. Um, but that's all for tonight. God bless. Hotep. I love y'all.